0: to What the What podcast. I have with me here Eric Creech and Kyle Whitley. I'm Ashby Brame. Welcome.
1: Woo! We're here!
2: Yes! Yes. (laughs) Flip the table! I can't flip it from this (laughs) side. There's so many things that would go wrong flipping it this way. (laughs) Your laptop would hit the wall. This drink is going straight for that that thing this time. I I regret this.
3: Really? I, I, and see, I actually understand now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm no longer in my seat. She's in my seat. Mm-hmm. I'm in your seat mm-hmm. now, and I get it.
2: You've got to do something <laughs> to be hyped because there's no like structured words at that point. It's like, okay, you intro. this great. What do I say now? Well, we're we're great. Uh, keep going. <laughs> you just yell random things and people She enjoy got it. like
3: three inches taller. I mean, she literally. Mm-hmm. Is. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: Great, was great. I was gonna like not do it because I was just like that is the most professional. That this was very. Pr- that's sounded. not who
3: we are. She can turn as professional mm-hmm. later, but we're we're gonna mm-hmm. fight it.
1: We're gonna fight this out. This is the whole
0: point of me being
3: here. Yes, <laughs> you know, to rein us down, in. You take it
0: back up. I bring mm-hmm.
3: it back down. You take it back up. Yeah, we're like that Woman song. We'll get knocked down, but mm-hmm. we'll get up again. Honey. I even knew <laughs> you it was never, probably coming. And never gonna keep us down. Terrified me. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> I almost started that though because I was like. That was too good to yell over. <laughs> Like, what do we do? I was waiting for you, and, and I was then like, you
3: started he's, like not, he's not. Go I'm going to have to do this.
1: I have to do that that it was now. great. I feel like I was listening oh to the nerds. Oh, my goodness.
3: Welcome me. to the What the What podcast, where we are exploring all things pop culture,
2: whether you are... It <laughs> says yours wasn't <laughs> good enough. Let me do this again. <laughs> no,
3: no. This is, this, is the, uh, the, this is the call to action. Where call I'm, to action. Right, yeah. Part she part did the part. intro. Okay. This memorize. is the call to action. This is pretty much what you read last week. I'm. Oh, great. Whether you are a... Rogue agent, or maybe a Nightwing, or <laughs> maybe a. Sure, you didn't uh, write this down. That ma- sounds pretty good. <laughs> or maybe an alternate evil version of yourself Ooh. from another dimension. Um, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, and of course, rate and review us—five stars only. That's one more than the Fantastic Four.
0: And if you have an evil twin, you should both like.
3: Yes, absolutely. True. Yes, if you have a if there's an alternate version of you, then yeah, all of you, yeah. Fi- five stars. five We stars.
2: said it's one star more than the Fantastic Four, right?
3: Well, w- that's one more than the members of the Fantastic Four, but that's one... also
2: five stars more than the last movie got.
3: That's absolutely true. Yes, yes. and that's also, but it's one less than I think the what, what, what. six members of the Justice League. I didn't even see it. So
2: I'm just assuming it uh, <laughs> zero <laughs> stars. <laughs> yes.
3: Please also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, searching for us uh, at What the What Media. This is where y'all jump in. All one word. Yeah, there it is. Sorry, we were drinking. All one word. Yes, a family show. And find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media, which all these are for what the what fans. Um, We could always use a little more fans. So please invite your friends to like us, to share, and to subscribe, and then they can become our friends. Friends are great, right? Y'all would agree with that.
0: That's right. Even if you don't listen to the show, we'd love to yeah, have you follow stars. us on social yeah, media.
3: Especially on YouTube. We need to get to 100 quickly. Yes, I mean, we've been on YouTube, YouTube for six months. We need
2: to get back to doing videos like we used to for, like, Instagram and stuff that was just random videos that weren't necessarily, like, podcasts. You remember the Sandlot one? Yes. Th- that was our like best that. one. If we were to do that, that's the type or of thing people want Or when Ricky threw the
3: Simba doll off the roof. Yes. Did things like Did you ever like
0: see that? That, that sounds... Sort of familiar. Like
3: literally, he's up on the roof doing the, ah, no way, ah, and then he drops Simba, and it's like, oh, God, he killed him. Oh,
0: no. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> this That's is the type not of good. things we need to get back good. to filming. Yeah, stuff on the roof. Yes. Stuff on the roof. Stuff's always better okay. on the roof. There's songs about it. Up on the roof. Yeah,
0: we could do like, Extras behind <laughs> the scenes, mm-hmm. like we could maybe dabble in the extra stuff that Eric's always saying that we should
2: do, and yeah. just do that. That we on just YouTube. don't do. That we just don't That's do. That's right. Yeah,
0: getting weird with Ashby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we
3: can have Neams. like outtakes because we have. I mean, he ends up deleting the video when he uploads it anyway, but we have on so my many, iPad at least so many outtakes. I was actually so.
0: really sad that you took out me somersaulting in my chair the other day. Like, yeah, was that, at, that was a really I was cool visual there. I, like, turtled around in the That chair. was a really
3: cool you visual. But <laughs> well, there was
2: one part that I was going to leave. But it was where the computer messed up and they had to stop. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to leave it in. It'll be funny. But then I didn't realize how long it took me to fix it. It took computer. forever. I mean, it was literally
3: like, like a whole Harry Potter movie we could have watched. Yes. I mean,
2: especially when you're like editing it. Time goes by like so slowly when you're editing the video. Watching the Return of the King, so it seems like for ten minutes I was trying to fix something and it just Just didn't work. Keeps going on. Directors extended, extended, Uh extended, extended cut.
3: Four hours. Four Mm -hmm. hours long with commentary. Um, Last week on this podcast we discussed one of the. Movies of the Batman 90s generation. To be
2: fair, the more we <laughs> talked about it, the more I liked it. For yeah. some reason, I was like, I was going to say movies?
3: one of the greatest Batman movies of our generation. No, that's not true. That's one an of the excellent movies. Example of groupthink. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Batman Forever. And today we are diving deep.
2: Deep, deep dive! Heck yeah for grammar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Into our David, no. favorite comic book. Characters, here is your spoiler warning for today's episode. Uh, we, I have no idea what they're going to talk about. I, um, I have a vague recollection of what I'm going to talk about. But if you're interested in any kind of comic book character, whether they originated there or they were adapted there from another medium, and you don't want to be spoiled on anything about that character, then you should go do all the research. All the research now. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like we um, should just give a general spoiler. If you like pop culture,
3: yeah, we're gonna spoil we're gonna the spoil crap out you. of it. All right, because mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's especially, what we
2: do, especially for your podcast. If yeah. you like pop culture crap, yeah, <laughs> or toilets from <laughs> childhood.
3: Oh my goodness! So, uh, favorite comic book characters. We're doing three each.
0: Okay,
2: who would like to go first?
0: I have a speech. I'd like to give first. Oh results. wait, wait, wait! We
2: have a speech. 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 speech.
0: speech. I wrote it down in everything.
2: You made to get closer to your microphone.
0: I would first like to apologize to Hunter Batten.
2: Oh, snap. Oh. This is a first. Oh, no. For
0: baiting him on this podcast. I'm not going to stop doing it. I just want to apologize. Just to
2: let it know that <laughs> <Yeah>. it's going to happen. It's <laughs> going to keep happening. It's going to <laughs>
0: keep happening. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> slight caveat to something I said or uh, in an earlier podcast and Kyle repeated last week. <clears throat> I said that I did not become interested in comic books until I discovered the Marvel movies. And then the idea of trying to read and catch up on all the comics just seemed daunting, so I was going to be a comic watcher instead of a comic reader.
3: The lie detector determined that that was a lie. No, I'm just
0: kidding.
3: (laughs) 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 We're delving into Maury now.
0: (laughs) That's right. So, exactly. That's not exactly You are the father.
3: No, no, stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh,
0: Anyway, so it's more true to say that I've always loved comic book characters and stories in the visual medium but none of them made me want to care about the source material like the MCU did and I realized that I needed to clarify that given some of the comic book characters that I came up with when I was kind of going through my favorite comic book characters list. Um, I actually did watch a lot of the X-Men and Batman cartoons growing up on like Mm. Fox Kids. Of course. And I've seen a lot of the DC movies, a lot of the DC shows, a lot of the Marvel shows, even though ironically I like the DC shows more than I like the Marvel shows, even though I like the Marvel movies more than I like the DC movies, but that's neither here nor there. That's fair. That's fair. Um, But anyway, so I was consuming a lot of comic based shows and movies. I just didn't care to read comics. Um, But when I got into the MCU, I realized that, you know, like researching and learning about the background of comic book characters could help you have like a deeper understanding of the characters if you were more in tune with the source material because I would watch you know easter egg videos and they would say like well we know that this might happen because in this in this mm-hmm. comic book and I was like wait a second like you could know you would have foreknowledge yes. of these things if you read comic books uh, I still didn't want to read comic books but uh, I did want to watch YouTube videos about people talking about comic books so that I can yes. understand the characters, <laughs> which is, yeah, that's fair. Which honestly uh,
2: sometimes is a lot easier versus yes. tracking things down anyway and trying to do it.
0: Right. So, anyway, I just wanted to sort of clear the air about that. I do, I do love comic book characters and stories. I just don't read comic books. That's,
2: that's fair. okay. Yeah. I don't really either. We <laughs> may need to still move your microphone closer. I just watch, like the little lines on the screen of me and Eric. <laughs> And we go like this, and then it gets to you, and it's like... I was trying to really hit careful. I'm going to just shove that right in It's fine. <laughs> well, Ashby's got f- four well, teeth missing Well, funny story.
0: Now. <laughs> Eric broke my nose. Mm-hmm.
2: And she's got a giant gag Next week, teeth, Well,
3: so. I need to apologize to Ashby for <laughs> breaking her face. Mm-hmm. I can't promise it won't happen again. It won't happen again. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I want to apologize for mm-hmm.
0: the first time it happened. Uh, I just, I think that you guys need to get used to the fact that I have a female voice and I'm not just going to constantly be screaming into this microphone.
2: But see, your lines are getting big. And <laughs> oh my great. God. It's great.
0: I'm just going to be yelling the whole time.
2: Well, the fun part is I don't actually adjust <laughs> the podcast. I just do the YouTube video. So you, these microphones have nothing to do with what I edit. It's all in Eric's hands when it comes to this. So there you go. Fun times. Yeah. So who's going first? You are. Are you sure? It's not you. You, you got your book are. out there. You okay.
3: are okay. <laughs> she gave her speech, and then that's you right. asked the question. So I'm just saying it to you.
2: Okay. Number one, Nightwing. You got brought in with. You got
3: to show it to the camera. Yes.
2: I'll let y'all like look at it okay. and show it and such. Um, and such. I want in. I want in. Such. Let me just dive in real quick. Deep dive. Not quite so much. Uh, when deep dive. Circus oh, acrobat family. Deep
1: dive.
2: Birth- <laughs> <laughs> See, it doesn't sound right for you. You say deep, and then we yell the deep dive. Either way, good try. Uh, when a circus acrobat family was brutally murdered, Dick Grayson was taken in by a billionaire and bat-friendly friendi- superhero Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bruce shared his secret life as Batman with a young boy and eventually molded him into Robin, the Dark Knight's partner in Gotham. But as Dick grew older, playing second fiddle to the sternest hero in the Justice League, he began to wear on him and eventually struck out on his own, staying true to what he learned as Robin while continuing into his own as a respected member of the superhero pantheon. So... This one actually isn't like I have the original one of reading becomes Nightwing, but for comic book reasons, that's the first series I started reading, especially as I got older. For me, I didn't really know who Nightwing was when I was super little, but once again, back to, so what you were talking about, Batman the animated series, I watched it and I loved Robin growing up to the point that, and I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but if I was to jump into that world, I don't know if I might just jump really loud like that. Uh, But I couldn't envision myself as Batman because I was a kid. But I can envision myself as Robin, like this fun kid that got to go and do things with Batman. So as I grew up watching the show, I kind of grew up with him. And the same way I remember the animated series, there's a section where he becomes, there's an episode or two where he just finally has enough with Bruce and's like, forget this, I'm moving forward. And I'm going to be my own character. So he becomes Nightwing and does that. Um, Also, the first comic book series I ever read was while watching this show. And I moved, or we were on a trip to the mountains. And I ended up grabbing a book from a convenience store. And it was called The Lost Years. And it kind of took, because Batman the Animated Series did the Animated Series. And then they did whatever, it was still Batman. But I think it was like the new Adventures of Batman, Robin, or whatever. Yes. But it's like four books or five books told the story between what happened. And it pretty much talks about Nightwing. So for me, that's just been my favorite for a long time. Batman's not my favorite. I like the world and I like his whole Bat family. But uh, Robin slash pretty much Dick Grayson is my favorite uh, alongside Robin and then becoming Nightwing. But, yeah. Cool. Jordan said, convince me, please. Why is he your number
3: one? I don't know if you were convincing there.
2: My number one? I don't know. He's also
3: stealing a future show concept. That's a good one, though. Good
2: for him. I think for me, though. it's copyrighted. Yeah. Officially now. I think there's, there's that part of me that wanted to find somebody that wasn't super obvious to really like and to spend time with. Then there's the other side of me that's just like his costume looks pretty cool. What's he all about? And like I remember him from a cartoon series. What is this adult character doing now? So whenever I actually I was married at least a year or two and then finally I was like, well, I'm gonna get back in the comics because of all these movies that came out. And so whenever that happened, I ended up ordering a nightwing to be the first one and then that's what got me hooked on to buying comics or reading comics. So
0: So really quickly, Yes. For those people at home like me, explain <laughs> Explain to me. Mm -hmm. You live here now? (laughs) She's (laughs) really taking over. (laughs) I'm just picturing um, how red Hunter Batten's face is turning right now. Explain to me the difference between Robin and Nightwing. So did Nightwing start out as a Robin? Yes. Because there's more than one Robin. Yes. Okay. So, so he it, started out a girl out Robin, Robin now.
3: Is it Stephanie Brown? Is that her name? Well,
2: she's not current, but no. she was at one point. Okay. Anyway, and then
0: sorry. he was like, I don't want to be your Robin anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. Pretty that's much. How he was, was like born. the kid
2: Robin right. who was raised by Bruce. And then as he got older, he got tired of being treated like for the reasons that Bruce Wayne is Batman where he can be a jerk sometimes. He's like, follow me. Do exactly as I say. And he's like, look, I'm smart enough to know to do my own thing now. That's my so, whole point. So, okay. so, that's so, what, why so what? What did trash? Batman do? He found <laughs> another orphan, got him killed by the Joker, and then found a third orphan, yes, <laughs> named Tim Drake.
0: <laughs> this is why I don't like Batman.
2: But the fourth one was his point. son. So, or He's actually not maybe his fifth. A whatever, good but.
0: person, anyway. That's I don't
2: whatever. know. We talked about <laughs> this when you were gone last week, but like that's how math works. But animated series Bruce Wayne's actually not that bad, of a dude, but I don't know. Into the comics, like he still has that same personality and that same thing. Um, And to spoil it, like James, our friend, posted that he really likes the Red Hood, who was the Robin that got killed by the Joker. Via phone-in? Yes. Yeah, the phone in, phone wait, in he had to phone-in his face. Wait, he
0: actually died? Because that wasn't that Jason Todd?
2: did yes. he come back? He did. You're thinking well, Sweeney Todd. Well, Jason, yes. He <laughs> died getting bad. a haircut, I'm pretty sure. Uh, But he died. The <laughs> There's Joker, a reference
3: no one saw coming.
2: <laughs> the Joker beat him to death with the crowbar. And then he ended up going. But, but the fans voted for it because they hated Jason. They Todd. did. It literally. That's how Jason Todd died. He got put out in the comics as like, do you want Robin to live wow. or not? And they, they voted had, no. They had to call this number. Yeah, and you called in and voted. Do you want him to be alive or not? And they voted no, so they killed him.
0: That's harsh.
2: But then later on, they decided they needed a Robin or a different character, so they brought him back as they put him in the Lazarus Pit. He if you ever watched Red Arrow Hood. or stuff, so right? became the Red yeah. Hood. Okay. No one's ever and really so, gone. No.
0: The Lazarus Pit. Mm-hmm. Man, that so mm-hmm. many plot twists on Arrow about I the
2: Lazarus guess. Pit. If anything's happening, throw them in the pit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, you
3: can't now because the show's gone and so are the pits. Spoiler.
0: Oh, oh. yeah, spoiler alert. That world still
2: exists though. They got rid of all of them. Do, d- does it though?
0: Speedy.
3: Did you watch the um, Infinite Cri- Crisis on Infinite Earths? I first?
0: did. Oh, so good. We should do it. So we should do an episode mm-hmm. on Crisis. Yes,
3: we should. So many callbacks. So
0: many. So, many.
2: so that's nice. My, my term with Nightwing's over. You choose. It's you. You oh, should
3: go next. Okay. Yeah, you should go next.
2: So we're going to go with my OG. Um, this
3: is Spider-Man. Nice. Um, as someone who doesn't read a lot of comics, I do have a few um, at home <laughs> that are these like the full, like, I guess, graphic novels or whatever that like, put together a nice little book. Um, this is Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt, because um, it's the only Spider-Man comic I own. Um, Spider-Man, for me, uh, we've talked about before, originated for me on the Spider-Man Animated Series. Which uh, also aired alongside with X Men and Batman on the Fox Kids network back in 1994, 95. Uh-huh, uh-huh. um, and I just, you know, the idea like I hate spiders. Okay, let me go ahead and throw that out there. I hate the idea of spiders. Um, snakes are the same way. Um, but which are you,
2: spiders or snakes?
0: That's
1: fair.
3: I hate. <laughs> sna- I like that's a I common hate, question. I hate snakes more than spiders because at least with spiders I can step
2: on them. That's true. That's literally my logic. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Not um, promoting like animal violence here, but just I am just life saving <laughs> techniques. I'm promoting animal. Look, violence. you gotta
0: get them before they can get you. That's right.
2: They,
3: they they're going to get you if you don't take action. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm not a big fan of spiders, but the idea of a guy able to just crawl up walls and shoot, you know, nice little webs and fling around New York City just really, really, uh, you know, appealed to me as a uh, young eight year old back in 1994. And so uh, Spider-Man, you know, he it was that show wasn't just about the superhero, but it was about his life too, and. Uh, he had so many great villains and stuff. So, I know we're talking about the comic book character. So, um, not necessarily the show, but the show got me into the character in general. Um, like I said, I only own the one Spider-Man comic. Um, this is Craven's Last Hunt. Um, it's a great little comic here. Um, but
0: I see Venom.
3: Yes. Well, I mean, that's uh, a Spider-Man in oh his nice, in, in okay. his in his black suit. I think mm-hmm. is that right? Oh, is that yeah. right?
2: Cool. And he looks um, like Venom. I know. That's He's just is a he scrawny person. Is
0: that supposed to be, like, is it's there a the point same there? Stuff. It's the same stuff, yeah. In the uh, comics, okay.
2: he became that stuff that came from the outer space. Right. He got it first. It got onto him, and then he realized it was making him a bad person and had, like, a big struggle fighting to get it off and yeah, to deal with it. It was making it. him
3: emo and dancing in front of um, Something like Bryce Dallas like Howard in the third Spider-Man movie. Yes. Right, so.
2: And oh. so it ends up from there. A the scene that
0: will live in infamy. <laughs>
2: From there, he ends Terrible. up. Venom becomes him because he gets that. Yes. Okay. suit.
3: It happens like that in the uh, in the cartoon too. So
0: then, what's the whole Eddie Brock line? Because I I watched Venom the movie, mm-hmm. and none of that brought in Spider Man. So I I forgot that they were tied together so intimately.
2: I don't know so much if it was planned because I know at first with Venom they were like we're doing our own thing with so it. Which we own like, the rights to
3: this character, so we're right. just going to do what we want to. But I mean. now
2: they're talking about there's going to be intertwining in it possibly. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's. Who knows? It's movies where they can kind of just throw things around how they want to now. Right. Yeah. So. They still stick to it pretty good, but...
3: But, yeah, Spider-Man was just really awesome. Um, he has a lot of really cool stories in the comics. This is one of my favorite ones where Kraven, uh, which I'm really surprised we haven't seen him on the big screen yet. Um, rumor has it we may see him in Spider-Man 3, um, mm. the Marvel whatever. Mm. Um, Marvel version or the Sony version. I'm not really sure what it is at this point. Marvel? But, um, Marvel. Yes. Marvel, mar- yes. Um <laughs> But uh, with Craven, he is a uh, he's he's a bad guy, but he's only a bad guy because he's against Spider-Man. I feel like like he's like a hunter by nature, and he feels like Spider-Man's like the biggest prey, like in this story. So he goes and he um, he's trying to hunt down Spider Spider-Man. And spoiler, he actually succeeds. This cover is Spider-Man coming out of the grave. Okay, what I've seen a lot of wrestling like matches like this. Heart lately. of Darkness. Yeah, um, here I'll, I'll let you. There's a those. lot more emo than you yeah. knew. Yeah, a
0: lot of. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. dark. I
3: chimed in with a. Haven't you people ever heard of? Anyway, Um, so Spider-Man, my number one, Spider-Man. Okay. Closing the door. Cool.
2: Are you sure you're okay? (laughs) Um,
3: No.
0: Do we need to bring in the couch?
2: (laughs) Good news. We don't have to. It's here. It's here. (laughs) Ashley, you go.
0: So I feel like I did a little bit of a misdirection with some of my social stuff for this because I posted a picture of me as Rogue and now I'm wearing my Flash shirt. Hold that thought wow
3: wow i really thought that
0: putting me in the middle would cure some of this people but as you can see it has not
3: i said i was gonna throw something at some point i just figured i'd hit him and not the stands but we're
0: throwing water bottles for you folks that can't see what's happening right now
3: powerade bottle thank you anyway go ahead sorry i did not mean to interrupt you but i was done and i didn't yeah anyway
0: go ahead Mm -hmm. i think you did that's okay
2: I i don't know what did you think she was gonna keep talking Maybe. I, I I was very polite. Not one yet.
0: day Maybe. on this podcast, I am just going to keep talking. And I'm going to see how long it <laughs> takes you mm. guys to just overpower.
2: No, nah, you just go. knowing us we will just be like, okay, that sounds great. What else?
0: Okay, so <clears throat> number one. Number one. It's pretty obvious that I'm going to choose Sergeant James Buchanan. Uh, the
2: Barnes, totally. The I, knew soldier. Mm. I knew it.
0: I knew it. I mean, come on, guys.
2: I figured it was either Batman or him. I wasn't sure which.
0: I mean, you know how much I love Batman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes, is a fictional character appearing in the American comic books published by Marvel Comics, originally introduced as a sidekick to Captain America. The character was created by John Simon, Joe Simon, and Jack Kirby and first appeared in Captain America Comics number 1, dated March 1944, which was published... Side note, by Marvel's predecessor, Timely Comics, as the original and most well-known incarnation of Bucky. The character is a sort of kid sidekick to Captain America. Um, He's brought back from supposed death later as the brainwashed assassin, the Winter Soldier, and then even later than that, assumes the role of Captain America when Steve Rogers is presumed dead. So he has a few different iterations, Mm -hmm. which are really interesting. Um, so I, because I didn't have a script to go on this week.
3: I wonder who was supposed to put that together. Eric. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, hang on. How, how come I'm the one who puts the
2: script Because you're the one that started.
0: Because you're a teacher. Yeah. That makes no sense. It does. You're good at lesson plans.
2: To be fair, if you never would have started, I you, never would. First of all, first of all, hang on.
3: How do you know I'm good at lesson plans? First of all, I could be the worst teacher
2: Because you've given us scripts already. I just
0: assumed. Don't, don't
3: assume I'm good at anything. You've had your job. Rule number like one, don't, don't assume I'm good at anything.
0: So you're telling me you're a bad teacher?
3: I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying don't assume. <laughs> How are you the same? But
0: you're team. saying not to assume you're a good teacher?
3: Don't assume I'm a bad teacher either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
3: Assume Andy nothing. Anyway. Assume nothing about me. So
0: I came up with my own <coughs> script. And so I have, for each of my characters, I have a character background, which I've just done. And the then I have a real. personal introduction to the character. And then I have like a little in versus canon versus head cannon section where I just kind of talk about random stuff about the character.
2: Somebody's getting shot with a cannon.
0: So, <coughs> personal introduction to the character. Obviously, Sebastian Stan. Like, period. Uh, but, so, but, but, you know, it's not just about who I find attractive. Okay, I just want to. Well, that's not that. why. That's not why we're picking. It's characters. not just. It's not just Sebastian Stan is attractive and a very. Let me take back my
2: number. No, no. Have you ever seen Dick <laughs> <Wait> Grayson's <laughs> butt? Second. It's pretty attractive. <laughs> That's America's favorite. It's a well known <laughs> trait. We should compare Captain yes. America versus Nightwing. Yes.
1: <laughs> Back well, to Ashby. It's more family show. <laughs>
2: Bucky is
0: a nuanced character, okay, mm-hmm. guys? Uh, he's probably one of the most integral MCU characters plot wise that gets barely any screen time and certainly very little dialogue. Though I've read somewhere that Sebastian Stan has said he thinks it's easiest for him to play Bucky when there's no dialogue. And if you look at Winter Soldier, which we'll get to soon, um, absolutely, you have to agree with him. What an actor, right?
2: Yes, what an actor. I, I, I rewatched he, like, it like last month. I think it's in he his does like a lot like with micro himself.
0: expressions and his walk and the way he moves. Yeah. It it's so nuanced to use that word again, but well,
2: especially At least you like half you the movie, like half the movie, his face is covered except his eyes and right. like his forehead. So could have a been lot played by Keanu yes.
3: Reeves, and his only line would have been "Yeah," like it is in John Wick. But there are no dogs in
0: yeah, Captain America. Instead yeah. of his only line, that's. You yeah. Know, who's Bucky? Who's Bucky? <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Ugh, anyway, okay.
3: Now I'm thinking of doing Christian Bale as Batman mm-hmm. please as Winter Soldier. Please don't. Please <laughs> who's don't. Bucky? Please don't. <laughs> Where are they? Where are they?
1: <laughs> Where is she? Where's Bucky? Uh,
0: okay. Because you were the best
2: of us. <laughs> We've ruined Bucky now.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Great. once I saw... Bucky in the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger, and especially Winter Soldier, I started, you know, what I talked about earlier in this episode, I started researching. So I wanted to know about, like, his character in the MCU. I wanted to know about his comic character background. I wanted to know, you know, like, the fanon kind of headcanon around him. And so I started doing a lot of research. Um, And I think it's really interesting with Bucky, especially in the MCU, it's sort of got that Robin Mm -hmm. background and choice where you can make him the kid sidekick or you can make him like the peer friend
2: that's all i knew him as i didn't know him like because i didn't know a bunch of the comic book character but i knew he existed Mm -hmm. and so they were talking about bringing him in like oh like he's getting a sidekick and like right and then also for the past like 10 years i'm like he's gonna become captain america someday
0: right yeah i've
2: been waiting for that one Mm because so
3: like whenever they announce the um the Captain America sequel called The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. People were going crazy. Like, oh, the Winter Soldier! I'm like, yeah, the Winter Soldier. Let me find out who this is. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoiler! It's his friend Bucky.
2: <laughs> and but then I was also like,
3: but he becomes Captain America. Oh wait, Cap's going to die. Right. Especially when they announced Silver War, I'm like, oh no, Cap's yes. going to die.
2: And I kept waiting. It's like, well, and, we're going to have a new Captain America. By Sebastian Stan
3: signed a 10-picture deal with Marvel, mm-hmm. and he's right. only been in two. Right. Oh God, poor Cap. To be fair, yeah.
2: and Don- I think Sam Wilson's going to do an amazing job. Yes, he but is. But in that scene, and sorry for like. Coming all over oh you, no, like stuff over here. It's fine. But he, um, he said, you know, it does. It feels like somebody else's shield or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was waiting. It's like Bucky's right there. Right. Bucky's right. right there. He's right. about to turn and be He's like, like yeah. well, you know what? You're right. It's mine. Give it to him. Yeah. Me. That or just be like, well, it's, it should be somebody else's, and then he turns and gives it. But no, it well, didn't. Well,
0: so here's what's interesting about the MCU, you know. And I obviously I have issues, and I have like things I really love about the MCU. And so for the same reason that I can't really even fathom the MCU having, like, a kid sidekick, Bucky. Mm -hmm. Like, it was definitely the right choice to make them childhood friends and peers. Mm -hmm. For that same reason, by the time Steve hands his shield to Sam Wilson, I can't picture Bucky in a place where he wants it or could handle it. And so even though... In an ensemble cast movie, there are going to be things that are cut just for time. Mm -hmm. Sebastian Stan has made it very clear since Endgame that there was a conversation had between he and Steve where Bucky's like, "I I will have Sam's back. I will help him. Do not give that shield to me. Like I've already got enough on my plate.
3: I was the Winter Soldier, and now they're calling me White Wolf and Wakanda for some right. reason. So and then I got have
0: got—I've
2: already got all the all the mm-hmm. names now. And
0: it's been now. five years, and like now I'm back, and it's just—I'm no lot.
2: longer brainwashed. I was just trying to form, <laughs> and they keep giving me these metal arms. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. So anyway, I thought I—I just really like Bucky's character and where it went in the MCU. However, that being said, um under my, you know, like, headcanon, fanon, canon section.
3: I love that word. I was fanon. the fanon word. Fanon. fanon. Mm-hmm.
0: So you guys have never heard of fanon? No, that's no, a great that's
3: word. That's a fantastic word. So fanon.
0: So you know what canon is. Yes they're, yes,
3: they're a Quidditch team in Harry Potter. The Chudley Cannons.
0: False.
2: Chudley's a great uh, name for your first It's that yes.
0: uh, the Chudley Cannons in Harry Potter.
1: Yes, fa- that's yeah, right.
0: <laughs> um, and then headcanon is, like, obviously things that you personally think Mm. are true that you sort of read between the lines and see when you read or watch something. It makes
3: sense in your head, but only. Right. M- but you're the only one who knows. It's only yes. canon in your
1: head. Yes, mm.
0: but then Fanon is a largely accepted, wild, widely accepted head canon that everyone in the fandom adopts. Uh, so that that's what sense. Fanon is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that Bucky works so well because he's a foil for Steve. So he's very much the opposite of Steve in a lot of ways. He's a lover, not a fighter. Um, we talked about this sort of after the um, Captain America episode, but on his on his last day stateside before being shipped to go overseas, he chooses to go to a sci-fi trade, like a like a science expo. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like nerd alert. But that there's something so pure about that, mm-hmm. you know. And so there are a lot of fan theories that s- have swirled around about whether Bucky was enlisted or whether he was drafted and whether Steve knew. And there's a lot I think of to unpack in, in just in that. Um, but at almost every turn, like we were just talking about with his arm and being in Wakanda, mm. Bucky seeks peace. He seeks rest, right? you know? And so ultimately, you know, he's haunted by being a prisoner of war he chooses to go back into c- cryo freeze until they can figure out how to fix the winter soldier programming. Um, he didn't ask for another arm when being woken up. He's just becoming like a one armed goat herder in Wakanda, just trying to. T-
2: great work if you can get it. Right, exactly. You imagine that uh, people are like, man, you're hotter than a one armed goat herder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like.
0: Also, I loved when the I'm going to tell my kids meme went around, mm-hmm. and it was the picture of Bucky coming out of the hut, and it was like, I'm going to tell my kids this was Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> A whole other generation of Jesus. Yes. yes. (laughs) That (laughs) was. Wasn't Um, that a meme at some point? I'm gonna tell my
3: kids this was. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. I'm gonna Mm. tell my kids this was Jesus. Mm. Nice. Um, But anyway, so I just, I really, I just really love that that Bucky is the foil to Steve in in the sense of him being willing to fight, but not not excited or ready for the you know the prospect of it. But um. As far as the fandom goes, if you're on Tumblr any, there's a really large part of the fandom that wants to just wrap Bucky up in a warm blanket and make him tea and read him sci-fi books. Mm -hmm. And honestly, he deserves that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I hope that the character in Sebastian Stan also is given the chance in the upcoming Disney Plus TV series to really take the time, not afforded, like I said, in a large um, cast movie, really dig into what makes Bucky so special and so lovable and so worthy of unpacking his motivations and his trauma. So and then I also have a bonus for Eric oh. um current song that I associate with Bucky as a character, The Archer by Taylor Swift.
3: Very nice. There, there you go.
2: There Eric looks very satisfied with that. Yeah. I think that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. I think it will be cool to see him on his own show. Mm-hmm. And I know we're like, you know, some of you out there may be like, well, you're talking more about a movie than you are a comic. Well, it's like, no, we said comic book characters. Yeah, say
3: I mean, we're going to talk, comic. like I said, we're, we're going to go into all phases of the character. Yeah. We're you know, going
2: deep. Deep dive.
1: Yeah. Deep.
2: deep. But uh, I don't know. I think like it's... it's not grammatically
1: correct. Nobody cares. No one cares. So, I care. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Go
3: care in a corner. But not necessarily a good one or a bad one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's, it gets me excited <laughs> to see what they do with them though, Because yep. there is a lot that... Once he came onto the scene, other than the one movie, there was just com- like tons of people in all the movies that he was part of. Right. So it's the same way he succeeded, but it's the same way I've talked about the DC ones, where I'd love to see Ben Affleck in a movie of his own as Batman, just so you finally see him and see what happens if you're just focused on him and not. Right. We've got a billion things to put in a two-hour movie. Right. So it is exciting to see that they have that outlook that they can put that. Well, and on Bucky TVC. has so
0: many comic book iterations too mm-hmm. that I think. You know, there's so so many places to go with the character. There's a lot of speculation in the fandom right now, whether or not Sebastian Stan is going to show up in the Widow standalone mm. movie Ooh. as part of the Red Room, Ooh. because part of his Soldier Winter Soldier history is tied in with the Red Room and Natasha. So, I mean that that's really interesting um, when. When our soldier came out, the end of that movie was supposed to set up for the third Captain America, which was going to be the Serpent Society, and it was, was going to yeah. be about Natasha and Steve and Sam looking for Bucky, but also trying to dismantle the Serpent mm-hmm. Society, which I think is some kind of offshoot of the Red Room, <laughs> um, but then they decided to go a completely different direction with Civil War. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's kind of that weird blip in the end of Winter Soldier where they're going to go look for Bucky, and then it, like Civil War starts, and it's kind of like they've been looking for him, but there was supposed to be a whole nother movie that mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense in there, and there wasn't. So that does make sense. Yeah.
3: Well,
2: there's part of it that questioned at first, though. It's like, well, if Black Widow had seen him before, I'd not say anything. But there's the whole part but she doesn't really say anything about. Like well she keeps uh, that uh, very uh, personal. I'll well, r- r- go, ahead.
0: <coughs> go ahead. So there's also some fan speculation about that with um, Natasha. Every so. If she had met Bucky as the Winter Soldier, if he had trained some of the girls in the Red Room, and then later, obviously, he shoots her mark through him, mm-hmm. through her. She, you know, she's got that bullet wound on her mm-hmm. stomach that he gave her. Was he wearing a mask the entire time? That's true. Like every time he was out of cryo as the as the Winter Soldier, were they putting a mask on him so that no one that would sense. recognize him accidentally? Um, maybe she honestly didn't know.
3: I hadn't thought about that. Uh, Two things. Good point. One, when they announced the Phase 3 uh, Marvel slate, originally Captain America Civil War was announced as Captain America Serpent Society. Mm -hmm. Um, And number two, we have a comment uh, from some person named Ernie Brame who says, This girl is my favorite. Nice addition. I can't tell which smiley face it is from
2: so far away, though.
0: Hi, Dad. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So she's got her hair all nice yeah, and no, out, out of her hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tell, out of her
0: tell her Omar. hair out of her hair. Mm. Tell Oma that I got my hair out of my face this That's week. right. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I saw your mom like working in the yard this afternoon on my way home.
0: Uh, no, it wasn't my mom.
2: Okay. Then it was the neighbor because they still live yeah. across the street. Yes. There's a lady over. Like I didn't get a quick look. It was just like yeah. somebody's in the pine straw. And <laughs> it's yes. like, I assume maybe that's them.
0: No, nah, my mom's at the beach right now.
2: So I you think. She's actually in playing She's at the at your house. Mm-hmm. 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 Totally kidding. All right, Kyle. All number right.
3: two. Number two. I book. Uh, talking to your mic.
2: I'm coming back. Here I am. All right. Number two. If you had to guess, Eric, who was it? Because you guessed my first one because you even put it in your thing. I mean, I just assumed it was Nightwing because. Um, number two, I'm going to go with The Flash. You were wrong. I'm but I'm thanks gonna go, for oh,
0: I'm going to go with, uh, uh, I'm going to say something really weird. Go like, for it. Uh, like Green, Lan- Green Lantern.
2: Got you all fooled. (laughs) Is it a DC character? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that
3: makes sense.
0: Oh, That's not
1: a... Oh,
2: it is. It is. Oh, you're really going to hate one of my... Totally is. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's only fair.
2: To be fair, this uh, early... Are they comic book characters? Mid-80s, the comic book was created. Yes. Before the turtles were ever done elsewhere. Before the turtles were
3: ever a cartoon or a uh, movie.
2: So, So, Eastman and Laird actually were guys that lived in... I actually
1: want to see this.
2: This is amazing. It's pretty cool. It's the first one. It's
3: also on his leg. Have yeah. you seen his leg
2: tattoo? No. Yeah, oh, dude!
0: You have a leg tattoo.
3: That's yeah, amazing. it's pretty
0: awesome. And it's the cover.
2: No, it's oh, one okay. of the scenes out of that book, though. Okay. But um, oh, Kevin Eastman. Signed. Yeah.
0: For those of you at home who can't really see it, it's signed. It is so the, yeah,
2: Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were roommates in the okay. mid '80s, and they would constantly work on other people's books. They would work for different companies, same way a lot of you know artists and comic kind of book people do now. Uh, but they worked for. You know, pretty much they were freelancers doing whatever they could. Mm -hmm. And one night, the way they had their, like, desk set up, this woman's here and the other one was like, they had a little window in the house and they could pass it back and forth stuff. And one of them drew, like, a turtle that was standing up that had, like, nunchucks, like, strapped to his arm and had a bandana on. And they're like, oh, this is pretty funny. And they passed it on. And the other guy's like, oh, that's really funny. So he drew four and brought it back. And they went back and forth joking about it. And they ended up coming up with a crazy name, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so that's where it all started from. And then they ended up coming up with the character, the Shredder, I think because they were messing with stuff in the kitchen. They're like, what could we call him? And then same way, it blew up into what we, well, it blew up to that. Uh, They had their tax return money and borrowed, I think, like a couple thousand dollars from one of them's uncle and published one book. And that one book is what I have. And they pretty much wrote it as a one story. It's very much like the first Ninja Turtle movie from 1990 where Shredder dies it then, and that's it. And the book's over because they thought that was. I made movie. a funny! Ha <laughs> yeah. ha Except without that part. But oh. wow. still, that's a key part of the movie, there. Yes. But uh, they expected yeah. it to be one movie or like one book, and that was Was Vanilla it.
3: Ice in this movie? No, no that was the second the movie.
2: The second one. But Ninja. Uh, Ninja. they put out the books next thing you know. They sold out like hotcakes, had to turn around and buy more. Then they had to figure out, I guess we're going to make more of these. And so they had to write more and more stories. So the Shredder has gone for a long time because. He technically died in the first book, and so right. they bring him back in a different way. Wow. Um, there's great documentaries on, I think they're both on Netflix, at least one i miss Uh The Toys That Made Us? The Toys That Made Us. It's is really awesome. And then there's another one that was strictly about the Ninja Turtles. It's like an hour long. Um, but it, they go through a bunch of stuff like that and talk about that. But there's a guy that came along where they just, you know, he was going to represent them and sell stuff for them and merchandising and everything else. And next thing you know, they're a comic book series or a TV series which is what Eric and I probably you maybe like watched growing up was the cartoon series there. The book is much different. They're more adult-themed and angry somewhat versus the comic book or the keep saying comic, The cartoon was yeah. much more funny. Raphael
3: um, was cool but rude.
2: Yes. And Michelangelo, Michelangelo was a party, was a party dude. Yes. Uh, they still all had their kind of own personalities and stuff, but the TV series is the reason they all have different colored masks because in the comic books, everything was black and white, but they just drew them all with red masks. Because they were just going to be ninja stuff, but the toy people and everybody else said, you gotta be able to "If them we're going to sell toys, they're going to be at the how are we going to know them differently?" So they gave them different color masks and everything else. Uh, but for me, it's I didn't read the books growing up, but I got into I feel like I was that perfect age when I was born and started finally watching TV that that was the popular thing, and so like I f- I was a little late and missed out on He Man and stuff, but Ninja Turtles was like right there, right, right there, for me. yeah. And so I was a big fan with everything in the world with that growing up, and even like, as shows, as I got older, I feel like they would put out a new cartoon on TV that was a little more adult, like, yes, not really adult, but, like, a little more. And they kept doing that. And then, um, finally, at some point, I feel like it's once we got married, somewhere in there at Christmas, people were like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, well, you can give me these, like, hardback books that's, you know, first volume or whatever of the originals. And so I started doing that, and then I got into comics, and I was like, well, it would be kind of cool to finally, like, have an original one. Because if I had to pick, like, that's probably... I like Nightwing and all, but like Ninja Turtles is like a big part of my life and who I pretty much kind of still am. Um, but, uh, I say, but I tried to decide. It's like, well, I wonder what the original one goes for, because they ended up being three printings. And there's a lot of that with comic books, where they'll sell like the first series, they sell out, so they'll get a whole another round printed up, and then they'll sell out and get a whole another round printed up if it's that popular. Um, so there's, I think, technically more than three now, but. Uh, mine actually is a third printing because the first one I think was on like a thousand books or 3000 books, but I found it on Amazon one day where I was like, Oh, you know, cause a lot of my eBay was really expensive. Amazon ended up being, I want to say it was a little less than a hundred dollars and there was no picture of it, but it was like good condition. And I was like, well, worst case, good condition. Like I'm not expecting to own some great thing they ended up sending it to me and it was like perfect condition and everything else i was like this is great and like so i read like read it one time to be like i actually looked through this thing (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah and then like it was a month or two later the same because it came from a record company in ohio like i guess somebody just they got it somehow and they were just a store that mostly sold records and they contacted me back and they're like well hey like i know you bought the first one we've got the next four do you want those? And they're like, we'll sell it to you for, you know, whatever. And some of them are, like, first print or second or whatever. And so I ended up talking them down at the time. And I really didn't have much money. And I was like, I really want them, but I've got, like, $150. Right. And they're like, well, no problem. We'll, you know, we'll take care of it. We'll even pay for shipping. You know, we'll send it your way. Wow. And so that's the autograph I have on it, though, is because Kevin Eastman came to a comic book convention a couple years ago now. But uh, he's one half of the creators up. Peter Laird doesn't really tour as much and do all that, but Kevin Eastman does more um So I met him, and I don't know. It's one of those things we've. You never know if you want to meet the people like that. I
0: was just. I was gonna ask. You know, they say like never meet your heroes. Never
2: yeah. meet your heroes. Yeah. I was really nervous about it, and I'll be all, like, I had like some VIP pass. They helped me get in the line faster, but the line was still. I was in line for like two hours. But it's one of those things. You're around a bunch of other people that all have these cool things. So right. it's and they're talking. So it was cool, and time flew by. Uh, but he like it came time, but they had to shut the line off where you couldn't come in anymore. And then they brought him food, like, halfway through it. And he was like, no, just sit on the floor. I'll get it later. And, like, he's passed his lunch up, passed everything up to make sure to speak and spend time with the people. And by the time I finally got to him, I was a little bit like, I don't want to be that dude that's going to take all your time because everybody's talking to you and stuff. But he was, like, multiple times asking me questions and trying to talk to me more than just me, just, thanks for being here, thanks for signing my stuff. Like, instead, he's like, you know, really, what are you doing? And because um, I remember just being honest, it's like, dude, you know, what you did changed my life. Like, it made me a different, I grew up because of this and just different things. And he's like, you know, he said, well, guys, you know, guys. he said, you know, for me, you guys changed my life. He's like, because if none of you would have got into it, none of the fans cared about it, I wouldn't be here today. He's like, so you guys really changed my life forever. He's like, so I'm thankful for you guys. And I don't know, he's a super awesome guy. And so you can't, I can't appreciate that enough. Yeah. Versus, the, I've read and heard some horror stories of meeting some of your favorite people, you know, or things that, you know, creators that are just absolute jerks and just want money and not so fun. But, yeah. um, uh, so I don't know. my question for you then, yes, what's your selection? What do you mean my selection?
3: You're, yep. you're supposed to pick your. I picked
2: all four. That's nice Fine. against the rules. You gotta pick it's one. You gotta book, pick one. You gotta well, pick Michelangelo turtle. is my favorite, so okay. i have totally okay. take okay. Okay. Michelangelo. Because
3: Michelangelo. Okay. it's, you know, it's comic book characters, not comic books. Turs. Tur- turtles. Turs.
2: You said char- turrs. There's characters. an S on the end of that. I mean, I, guess. I know you so said, we're, but we we're, were picking
3: three characters. Well, you just picked four in one. S- they're all
2: identical. They <laughs> just got different. No, I totally. I'll pick Michelangelo. Angelo. Okay, totally. fair enough. Fair enough.
3: Yeah.
0: After cool. a review on the play. Yes. We've decided mm. that. Cool. That's fine. All
3: right. My number two. <laughs> um, this is the act- actually the only uh, selection I have that did not originate like any, um, or did was not based on a character from like a TV series or something. Um, I've actually never seen this character in um, another kind of medium other than the comic book. This was actually first comic book, like anything comic book related, I ever bought um, based off a recommendation from my friend Chris Alt. You can find him at Nacho So Spicy on Twitter. Great Twitter handle. Uh, he recommended Miss Marvel, not Carol Danvers. This is Kamala Khan. She's awesome. Yep, and you can, can't see her face, but here, here, here she is on the back. And she's really cool. I don't know if you know her. Oh, I do want to see this. She's really awesome. Mm -hmm. A little bit of background on uh, Kamala Khan. She is a teenage Pakistani-American from Jersey City, New Jersey, with shape-shifting abilities, who discovers that she has inhuman genes in the aftermath of the the Inhumanity storyline, and she assumes the mantle of Miss Marvel from her idol, Carol Danvers, after Danvers becomes Captain Marvel. Um, She is the... She is... One of the first, if not the first, Muslim character to headline a comic book. And she is very, I kind of compare her to, like, Spider-Man in the sense that she's a high school character. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's going through all these, um, like, things that teenagers would go through. Plus, she's a shapeshifter Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, who, like, but she's just really, really fun. Uh, It's a fun little series. I've got the first two, like, volumes of this, and I need to get more of them, but it's just really cool. Uh, She has, uh, in the second one, she has a great team-up with Wolverine, uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Wolverine's so gruff, and she's like, oh, Wolverine, you know. Um, But uh, it's one of my very favorites, and they announced uh, for Disney Plus that she will be having her own Disney Plus show in the next couple of years. And it's going to be amazing. I I cannot wait to see what they do with it, because she is literally, I mean, she's just such a fun, fun character. So um, for all the, I mean... She checked off a lot of boxes, too. I mean, she's Pakistani-American. She's Muslim. Uh, It's just, you know, not what you typically see in comic books. And that's part of who she is, but, that you know, it's not, like, everything who she is. I mean, it's not like, oh, read this because she's Muslim. Read this because she's from, you know, or her family's from Pakistan. No, no. That's part of who she is. But she's a superhero in her own right, and it's really cool to see her deal with some of the current issues, uh, well, current as of, I think this came out in 2012, That plagues um, Pakistani Americans or Muslims in America in Jersey City. Um, She deals with some of those issues too through her family. Um, It's just, it's a really good character, really good uh, story arc, um, really, really fun, and I recommend it for everybody.
2: There's a cool part too of that where you mentioned the fact, you know, being Muslim is one thing, but like the family, like the father is very traditional. Yes. So her growing up in that and becoming a superhero on the side versus him and him not knowing, but him trying to hold a very traditional lifestyle and home for that, um, it gives another great side for the character and and what you see her, what she's going through other than just trying to figure out. Because I want to say, too, like when she gets these powers, it's not something that she's born with and knows all about. No, no. She gets it and around its teenage years starts trying to figure out where all of a sudden her hands are giant and she's mm -hmm. trying to hide them and like random crazy things. Um, for her to become who she is at that point
3: yeah, it's, a, it's a nice little allegor- allegory for or I guess comparison like when you're a teenager and you wake up and there's mm-hmm. a big zit on your head and you don't know where it came from it's mm-hmm. like you're trying to hide it Yep. <laughs> I mean just preach or mm-hmm. you know all of a sudden oh I have a beard where, when that, where'd that come from <laughs> Ashley, you don't know anything about it. I'm sure
1: but
0: <laughs> I mean, the zit thing that I, I can mm. totally yes. relate to, but mm. the the beard, the beard
1: thing like you man, Be nice so much. when?
0: Um, I remember in middle school when when guys' voices started changing, mm-hmm. and like how embarrassing that was for bit. you guys. Yes. I, I mean, I I feel you on that. Girls have the their own things that they go through, but yes,
2: that's been one of the best things though about being involved with the youth for the past couple of years at church and seeing kids that start off as like you know feel like. Three foot something kids, it seems like. And then the next thing you know, they're taller than you and their voice is starting to drop, but they don't have control over, over it. So it's just really awesome to see that. One of the funny, I guess,
3: uh, you know, little side note, and I don't want to pick on it because he's one of our fans, uh, William Wright, who uh, had a appendicitis a couple weeks ago. I had to get his appendix uh, taken out. Oh, no. so, mm-hmm. um, but we, um, I, I was eating lunch with a friend at the truck stop and yeah. he came in. Promo code. Yeah, yes. Petro95.
2: Uh, thanks, Ernie. Um, the second largest, or yes. the only largest. Uh, why can't I think of it?
0: One of the largest truck stops on the East Coast.
2: Yeah. Not just that, but the um, the lighthouse. Yeah, the lighthouse. Oh, that's
0: yes. an exact one third replica of the Hatteras lighthouse.
3: And it's in Kinley, North Carolina, y'all. Anyway. That's right. But he came w- walking in, and he's like, "Hey, Mr. Eric." I'm like, "William." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally, like two weeks. Like the last time I saw him was before this pandemic mm-hmm. stuff. And he, he was like, "Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love Captain America." And it was like, "Yeah, I love Captain America." And it's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness!" <laughs> yep. Wow. Coronavirus has done well for your voice. I'm so. a real boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Yes. <laughs> you. Ask You're number two. Numero dos in Espanol. Well, is number first two.
0: of all, I want to say that I I love I love that that was one of your comic book characters because I feel like representation in, in comics is so important. Yes. Representation is important in the entertainment media period, period. but you know when you talk about miss marvel and you know her unique I- background that she brings mm-hmm. to readers who are like her yes. and who get to see themselves be superheroes and it doesn't escape my notice or the notice of a lot of people that in this Day and age and time that we currently live in, that we're about to see Sam Wilson mm-hmm. sling that shield and yep. how important that is. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know until because I wasn't into comic books until I was watching the Avengers with a friend, and she said, "I really wish they had made Hawkeye deaf." And I said, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, in in the comics, you know, at at some points and not at other points, he's." deaf
1: Mm.
0: and we could have had you know hawkeye and captain america like signing jokes to one another Mm -hmm. and there would have been you know hearing impaired children seeing that and seeing themselves represented on screen and i just think it can't be overstated how important that is Uh, i 100 percent agree
3: Um, whenever my whenever chris was kind of sell like he he didn't sell me directly on it but he was just putting on twitter like and this was like eight years ago it's like you know, um, you know, if anyone wants, you know, something, you know, like interesting if you're into comics, check out uh Miss Marvel, you know, Kamala Khan. Um and he's like, It's a Muslim teenage girl from uh from Jersey and I know it sounds weird, but and you're it's you're like,
0: it's, I could totally relate. And, yeah.
3: and it's like <laughs> I better pick that up now. And and he's like and I know that doesn't sound like super exciting, but it's like but it's really one of the mo- like the best series I've ever read. And I am like, Well, yeah, I guess, and then so I finally got around to doing it like three or four mm-hmm. years later, and like it was literally, literally the first one I, of these I've ever bought. It was like five dollars. So. so
0: it's like Harry Potter, where you should believe people when they tell exactly. you. Exactly, first I've time around. It. Okay, one hundred okay. percent. Just so we're clear. Just
3: and clear. <laughs> you know, within totally like, with within that. the first ten pages, I was like, okay, I get it.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. Kyle, you haven't even seen Community yet. Don't yeah, you agree or Psych.
2: I have seen Community. All of. I have seen Psych. All of it. That's okay. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen, haven't seen, all seen of
0: Community either. It's okay. Or Parks and Rec.
2: Parks
3: and Rec's awesome mm, as well. I'm not okay. a big
0: sitcom person. It's another. I'm
3: gonna jim the camera
2: here. Parks and Rec has been my like. I finished The Office <laughs> late compared to everybody else. So I was like, well, Parks and Rec is another thing everybody talks about. Mm. So like, I started with that. Parks and Rec one of those shows that like, if I have absolutely nothing else to watch, like that, I'm like, I really want to watch something. Then I'll randomly just continue where I was last. Right. But I'm watching oh. White Collar now. Like I've uh, seen it before.
0: It's good. I, I, I like white into collar. Into we just finished so the season five and we... season
3: six are really really good.
0: I really loved *Leverage*. *Leverage*, Leverage is was good. my We're jam. Oh, they're about to bring it back too.
1: By the way, oh. it back.
0: *Revival*. Anyway, uh, so Nimrodus. my second one is *Storm*. Nice. And this is where I had to start bringing in my speech at the beginning because mm-hmm. when I started thinking about comic book characters I really loved, I was like, oh man, I remember how much I wanted to be Storm. And then how weird that would sound to our audience who was like, wait a second, I thought she only watched the MCU. So I was a really big like X-Men fan when I was younger because they had mm-hmm. the cartoon on yes. um, at Fox Kids, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I, I just remember... That my first introduction to her was, you know, growing up and watching those episodes. And I went back and watched an episode last night just to like see if it was kind of how Which I remember. Just the very first one. Okay. The very first the one. The first one was rough. It I mean, was, it was rough. good, but it was rough. It was very much like Goosebumps where I got to love Jubilee very though. cringeworthy. Yeah. Well, and Jubilee was like your, tec- your typical teenager where she was like, oh, no one understands mm-hmm. me. You know.
2: I used to have that on VHS. <laughs> Because when you were younger at Pizza Hut, they had a deal where, like, you buy a pizza and you get this, like, Marvel whatever. Uh-huh. And so, like, there's an interview at the beginning where Stanley and, like, three other guys are sitting around a room talking about it. And it wasn't until I was much older and went back and watched it. was like, that's Stanley, But, like, all right. my childhood, he was there. And it was his first episode.
0: So, Storm is a fictional superhero appearing in the American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The character was created by writer Lynn Wine. Win- Wine? No. Wine? Wine? Yeah, that we'll right. go with that. An yeah. artist, Dave um, Cockrum, and first appearing in Giant Size X-Men number 1, which was May 1975. She's able to control weather and the atmosphere and is considered to be one of the most powerful mutants on the planet, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I just remember as a kid, I was like, she can control the weather. Like, how awesome is that That is pretty neat. And then um obviously later when they finally did a live action X-Men and Halle Berry was Storm, mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool to see how they took that character into a, a live action sort mm-hmm. of uh, with like her her powers and how that would look in CGI and the fact that her eyes glowed with like lightning almost. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was it was really cool. And so what I didn't know until I was doing some research last night is that she actually has this whole backstory as an African priestess. Like she's a descendant. Mm-hmm. and she has a really cool sort of origin story, which I didn't know, which I will not go into here in all of that. But Wh- um, why not? I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot. It's like your typical superhero thing, where it's yes. like death and mayhem and sadness and mm-hmm. anger and pain, and then with great power, yes. right? Yes, exactly. And you know, then she meets um, the professor and all that kind of stuff. But I also didn't know that she has sort of a like a side story that involves being a love interest for T'Challa, yes. Black Panther. Yes,
3: I'm yep. hoping that's how they'll introduce her. That would be in the MCU. Super awesome.
0: cool. So, so who's
3: that? Oh, that's that. my ex. Mm-hmm. You know, she's. It's really bad temper and it rains all of a sudden. I don't understand. Right. <laughs> that or just
2: some giant lightning storm comes up and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He, oh, <laughs> no. Uh, there's an episode or I think there's like a p- couple of the episodes in that original animated series that where she goes back to Africa. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. see a lot more of her dealing with that. Where honestly, I feel like they're a little upset that she had left them at some point. I'm right. just trying to remember off the top of my head. But like, I remember there was that whole back and forth about that. Um, I remember just loving her as a character, same way I've watched the cartoon growing up and thought that just somebody that can control the weather. First off, that's awesome. But then, if you don't think deeply about it, it's just like, okay, wow, well, she can make it rain. But like to see how that is actually used to do things, yes. Right. Uh, right. And how like she's rain able dance. to use that, and that, and plus she's like super smart. Like she's not just somebody that's over. Like, take Jubilee for example. Has yeah. powers and has no clue what she's really doing with them. Uh, but to see that. And to see her grow with that as well. Because I remember, too, I don't remember where I heard it or read it, but, like, she was one of the first, like, the cartoon series was one of the first couple things that really put women with power and actually, like, well-deserved and put them on the same pedestal as with men characters else, yeah. as superheroes and stuff. Um, the same way they had toy lines with her and everything else, you know, where it wasn't just girls wanting to buy the gr- lady action figure. Like, you know, as a kid, sure, I had a, p- a crush on the Pink Ranger, but I didn't have a Pink Ranger action figure. Like, I got I one did. later. Uh yeah but I remember <laughs> 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 <It's
1: a family> <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> I remember though <laughs> being you know having the X-Men action figures, and I had to have storm. I was like she's she's in a very important part of this main group, like right. I've got to have her as well, yes, it wasn't just like, oh, she's just part of something that fixes it's like no, like this team is not this team without her well so.
0: that's why I really liked it, seeing her in a different iteration. because, it, I feel like it with the. Cartoons, when you're a kid, you're just like, they're a team and mm-hmm. everyone's in it together. But in X Men, when Halle Berry came in and that, the dynamic of that group, I mean, she was powerful. Like, yes. she was a leader. People yes. looked to her. She was a teacher. And I so mean, when Xavier
3: died in The Last Stand, she took over the mm-hmm. school. I right. mean, she was basically,
0: you know, the boss. The
3: boss. I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> one of those
2: things, too. Like, I know a lot of people have varied opinions of, like, the X Men movies. But, like you're saying, though, like, in these movies, you know, I, I actually like them, but I know there's some people that care one way or the other. I loved them. Yeah, but to see the m- multiple times that she's given that role of, like, leadership where right. she's very trusted with everything going on. She's very yeah, trusted with w- everything. Is it
0: Days of Future Past, I think, there's a scene, I mean, where she, like, busts in. She's like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. you know, and the professor's looking to her. It's like, I need you to do this and handle this and, you know.
3: She did have a, and it's not her fault, but she had an awful, terrible line in the first x-men movie when she's battling toad or the toad m- mutant. Mm-hmm. at the end when, you know what happens when lightning strikes a toad and then she just does her lightning thing mm-hmm. the same thing that happens to everything else and it's like no <laughs> no. no not as no. N- that's not no. a good quip there hallie <laughs> sorry and i know it's not your fault i know some jerk wrote this but right fight that next time
2: what's well, kind of like you go back to though? This is one of those first superhero movies that really came out. There was the first phase. You had Spider-Man, then you had this. Twenty kind of years, out. this month, or yeah. last right. month. We we should have done a deep dive on it. We should have.
3: I mean, I wanted. Where was to, the schedule. I wanted time. I wanted to, and you're like, no, let's not do that. Let's do this instead.
2: I really need to get back and watch it. To be honest, yeah, me too. I remember yeah, I need like,
0: to go back and watch all those X-Men movies. Yeah,
2: I don't feel like I've don't watched watch them.
0: Because I forget what, you know, what happened in what order, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of...
1: We them all, and still <laughs> some confusion there. Yeah, when Days of
2: Future
3: yeah. passes both in the future and in the past. So. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that was a lot. I mean, I think they just did that so they could have, you know, both actors that had played mm-hmm. Professor X and both actors who had played Magneto and, yeah. like, shove them in a movie together so they could put them on the talk show circuit together. Oh, that makes uh, sense. I think they also yeah. wanted to try
3: to right the wrongs of The Last Stand, but then they went ahead and messed them up with the next two movies anyway, mm-hmm. so.
0: Did you see there's a there's a meme where it's um the Graham Norton show and it's oh it's um Sir Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman and then there's a screenshot from another episode of the Graham Norton show where it's um Hugh Jackman and um oh the guys who play the mm-hmm. younger versions what uh, are their names Ma- uh, James uh, McAvoy
3: and um Michael Fassbender
0: Yes and <laughs> it's it's like Pulled so it's back to somewhere. back and so, of course, Hugh Jackman doesn't age, mm-hmm. and it's like longest interview ever.
3: <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both in the movies and in real life, yes. he doesn't mm-hmm. age. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: that's true too. So. That's
1: that's uh
0: that's what I had. Do you have any
3: fanon, awesome. canon, head cannon?
0: No, not for Storm. Okay, cool.
2: I'd um, like to see her like like to come into the new movies. And honestly, I'm a stickler for like loving the costumes that they give them, and like especially in this new world of Marvel, where they actually have pretty you know realistic. Versions of their original costumes versus first X-Men where everybody's just in black leather walking around. Yeah. But and the
0: women, like, how would you ever find no. looking like that? You it's would just not. not. Yeah. No. It's, no. Not,
2: it's not, not realistic. Sorry. Mm-mm.
0: Sorry.
2: <laughs> But uh. it would be kind of cool to see, like, a storm actually have, like, an actual cool costume. I mean, Mystique doesn't even have a
3: costume. She just <laughs> goes out and... To be
2: fair, she's the one that looks the most like her. <laughs> exactly. Her. That's true.
0: It's, like, <laughs> not a single person was like, are we going to talk about how she's naked? Mm-hmm. No one? Nobody? Okay, no one. Nope. scales. Okay, cool. Covers everything. Cool,
2: cool, cool, cool. cool, cool, <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. That makes me wonder, there are fish <laughs> naked if they have scales? Because like, she has <laughs> scales everywhere, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Number three, family show. Okay.
3: Let's not go down this road.
2: Uh, this one.
3: After we turn the cameras off.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this one's a completely different one. You've probably never heard of this character. Is it Mighty Mouse? It's not. He's an underdog. I loved Mighty Mouse. Is it, the mod- Is it
3: Modest Mouse, the band?
2: No, not quite.
3: <laughs> who uh, I confused with Maroon 5 early on in Maroon 5's oh. career. <laughs> well, all righty. <laughs> it's like, uh. who sings that? She will be left on. I think it's Modest Mouse. Yeah, good <laughs> No,
2: it's Maroon 5. It's Mighty Mouse. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, oddly normal. Is this character? It says me Oddly Normal, a ten year old girl who with pointed ears and green hair, a half witch who will be the first to tell you that having a mother with a magical land called Fignation and a father from Earth doesn't make it easy to make friends at school. On her tenth birthday she blows out her cake candles and makes a disastrous wish. Now Oddly must travel to Fignation to uncover the mystery of her parents' disappearance. Um, this is Oddly Normal. This is what she looks like on Free Comic Book Day, that happens once a year every year. This year I think's been delayed. But the first issue of this was put out, and I was like, "Man, she's like, I like the style and how she's drawn." I was like, "I don't know anything about her, but I love the way like she's drawn." Um, you can kind of look through it and stuff. But um, it's like a
3: men's warehouse commercial. We yeah. love the way you look. Yeah, I guarantee it.
2: So I ended up picking up the book though, and because it was free comic book day, so I got it free. And then after reading the first one, I was like, "I love the art in this. I love the way it's done. I've got to pick this up." Uh,
0: She looks like she listens to Paramore.
2: I can see that, though. Yeah, I can see that. She has her dark eyeliner on. She's very emo-ish somewhat. Uh, There's my headcanon for you. Yep, there you go. (laughs) Uh, In the book, though, I really like it because at first I think she's just walking home, and that's when I discovered that she was a witch, where it reminded me... They take little... Otis Frampton is the creator, writer, and artist on this book. He does Uh, well. Yeah, he does. Uh, But for me... Uh, it's like Harry Potter a little bit. It really is. He takes different things from There's different... There's a
3: giant show and say, you're a witch, Harry.
2: Not quite. Uh, but his, her grandma does show Her aunt shows up and takes her to Fig Nation. Uh, but...
0: So it's more like Halloween Town.
2: Sort of. I like how... What they do is they take different like little things from all the pop culture world that you know.
3: It's the best of all the worlds.
2: Where, you know, Wizard of Oz, she gets wet and she's melting. Well, oddly normal's walking home from the bus in the rain... And has an umbrella, and it's just normal. Well, all of a sudden, the wind picks up the umbrella, and the real rain starts hitting her. She's like, "Ow, ow, ow, ow!" <laughs> like all the way down, like to her door, where the <laughs> rain is like stinging her. She's not dead, but she's half witch, half human. In the same way, she has green hair. She has all these things. And her mom, pretty much, they're living in the real world. The mom just kind of sticks straight to being, you know, she's not a witch. Doesn't let the world really know. And oddly, you know, hates this because she's got pointy ears, she's got green hair, it's very obvious that she's different. Her name actually is oddly normal, which is even worse, but It's a great name. But the kids, at school pick on her and everything else, but she ends up wishing that everything was different. Well, she ends up, her parents disappear, her whole family disappears, so uh, her aunt, I think it's her aunt, ends up taking her to Fig Nation and it's this whole other magical world, a lot like Harry Potter somewhat, where all the characters, some look human, some are complete monsters and everything else, but I definitely recommend it for either one of you because it's just fun. It's um, honestly more I'll so written them. for, like, a younger group, a little bit somewhat. Uh, but there's a lot of it there that it's, it reminds me of Harry Potter, reminds me of stuff like where she's going to the school and having to figure out things, and there's teachers that are teaching these crazy things that, are like, you know, it reminds me of Harry Potter where all of a sudden you have teachers that could be a bat or could be an animal or could be anything. Like, it's a lot like that. Hello, Professor McGonagall. Yes. Uh, so, a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, I
3: can't wait for her to talk, talk about her. Anyway, I
2: ended, I ended up following Otis Frampton online. I was just like, okay, well, you know, who's this dude? He draws like this. And the cool thing is, he puts, I think he all does a lot of it in Procreate, which is just an iPad app. Um, and so he would do all these things online, showing you him creating the characters, doing all this other stuff. Um, and he has, there's three books out total now. Originally, it was individual comics. And then. They made a deal with Image Comics to make it as books, and so he's doing a Kickstarter now for the fourth one. Um, but I think he's had a brain tumor removed like a week ago, oh, wow. and so he's out wow. for a couple of weeks. But, um, Bless him. I don't know if you've ever seen how it should have ended on YouTube. If not, I totally recommend that. They take all the popular movies that come out, and then they do cartoon version of how this should have ended.
3: Oh, I have seen that. Yeah.
2: Yes, he does okay. a lot of the artwork for that. Oh, that's cool. Um, at least the background stuff. Yeah. Have they
0: done one for Endgame yet?
2: They did. They did multi I watched it today.
3: We have to watch
0: that. I'm gonna have
3: to watch. I,
2: that. I got on a rabbit trail at work today where I started one to remember if he was, did the artwork, and then just kept going. Speaking right. of a rabbit trail, yeah. I know we
3: probably this is like just completely side mm-hmm. note, but um, I know we can't show like a movie mm-hmm. like for us, but we need to do like a. Like a live watch along with Mm -hmm. us at some point. Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna live watch whatever, yeah. You know, and we're gonna comment on it whilst we watch it, Mm -hmm. and then you know, y'all, you know, people can jump in. I think that Mm -hmm. would be fun. You know, for you are expanding what the what what universe. Yeah, Yeah. like cast
0: commentary. Yes, cast. Yeah,
3: yeah, couch commentary. Yeah, or whatever you said.
0: (laughs) I said cast commentary, but couch commentary. Couch commentary sounds like something that we could copyright. Yeah, right now that's better.
2: (laughs) I'm on it. I watched the one today where they did Infinity War. And he was like, "How many options, you know, should do I we have?" <laughs> <laughs> they had uh, Doctor Strange is doing his whole like meditating, going crazy thing, and he's like, "How many op- outcomes did you see?" And he's like, five. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, they like show five different ways this could have ended, and then they're like, "No, really, this is how it should have ended." And right. then,
3: well, you know, he said fourteen million and five. They, mm-hmm. You know, he really just meant five, and you know. So.
2: Yeah. So it was really funny though because they do show you multiple ways and it's always done in humor. Like, and right. it's mostly superhero movies and other things else. They did one for the Joker or Joker just came out, which is awesome. And then Harley did you Quinn. See, did you see Joker? It's really good.
3: No. Uh, we watched it. No. At, I don't know
2: if you'd like it, to be honest, but
3: we watched it at the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what it? The Alamo? Is it the Draft, draft House? House? Yeah. yeah. And um,
0: wait, which one was that?
3: This is the one with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. No. It came out last year came out back in October No Um no. We went and watched it, and literally, like, so, I don't know if you've ever been to the Alamo Draft House, but they uh, they had these really, really nice cushioned chairs, and they bring you
1: a menu, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Mm-hmm. just
3: really good stuff. We watched the first, uh, the, well, not the first, but the new Halloween movie the year before, and it's the first mm-hmm. time I've ever been in a place like that. I was like, okay, this is how you watch movies right here. Mm-hmm. As, as, lo- as long as I don't fall asleep, we're good. It's right. on the price
2: of your side of things, but it's totally worth but it uh, uh, But jo- Joker
3: was really, yeah. really awesome, I, but I remember the movie ended, and I just, we kind of just sat there for like five, five minutes, and... Like I didn't speak until we got in the car or into mm-hmm. the jeep, and it's yeah, that was one of those. And it's where like, I just knew it was like I, gonna my, be. And, and this is where I stand on it now. It's like, in terms of a cinematic experience, it was one of the best cinematic experiences I've ever been a part of, and I have no desire to ever see it again.
0: Yeah, I. This so this is where I maybe like go. I, you know, off the rails with. Go off the rails. Off the rails.
1: Off the rails with, the rails. The rails with Ashley. Memoir two. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I actually um, argue with one of my friends about this a lot because he's so into the cinematic experience mm-hmm. and like watching movies to critique them and, mm-hmm. you know, into like the Oscar stuff and like what makes a good movie good. Right. Your friend and
2: Justin Fawcett, because that sounds a lot like That Justin does sound Falson. like Justin. No, actually, yeah. I'm talking about Andrew Bailey. Oh, oh Scott Bailey, yeah. 23, yes. Yeah, I'm talking about Andrew <laughs> Bailey.
0: So, you know, and we we have the, we go round and round about it, you know, where he's just like, but it wasn't good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but it was yeah. entertaining. Yeah, did yeah. you
3: enjoy it? Right. Like that, that's kind of where I land on did that, too. Did you enjoy like,
0: watching it? Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, but it wasn't good. It, it's
3: like, weird uh, for me to have, like, the opinion I had of Joker, because I recognized, like, the art behind it, which is... But I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Does that, I mean, does that make sense? I mean, it's, it's hard yeah, for me to. So,
0: that's what I'm saying is that, like, I knew the minute I saw that trailer, it was going to be a good movie. Yeah. But I also knew the minute I saw the trailer that I wasn't going to enjoy watching exactly. it. Exactly. Therefore, I didn't watch it. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> like
2: one of those movies for me the same way. There's a movie called Elephant, which is more of a, like. You never forget it. No, I don't, like. Uh, <laughs> hi, <go laughs> there ahead. it is. I'm looking for it. It's. Gus Not the Vanz- dad joke, y'all. Gus Van Sant is the director of it, and same one that did. Um, man, he did. Either way, he did a lot of other things. It was a man. The mass shooting that happened a long time ago in the nineties. Columbine. Uh, Columbine. It's literally a representation of Columbine. Gotcha. And I remember well Howard got it, and we got into watching all these like deep mental movies and stuff. So it was one of those ones I really liked because mm-hmm. it it showed you multiple sides. Like you'd be walking as a character. And it's a lot how 13 Reasons Why is where you would be, like, the one character, and then a whole other one, you'd be a different character, and you mm-hmm. would pass the person you literally were yesterday. Right. So there's a lot of that involved. Um,
3: is it like Scrubs, whenever they have the maybe. one-off episodes where you don't hear JD's um, narration? he Like, he passes someone, and then it's like, it's Turk's episode, where <laughs> like they do want a Not se- quite so much. They would do want a season where, you know, you usually hear JD's uh, narration mm-hmm. throughout the episode, but then... Like something happens, and then like in season two, I think it's Turk, and then it's mm-hmm. Elliot, then it's uh, Kelso and Cox. Anyway, yeah.
2: this one's so much—you're not in the person's head; you're just following that character gotcha. and seeing their life. Gotcha. But um, it's a lot of like that for Joker for me. Like I would totally watch Joker again, but it's the same way for me that Dead Poet Society is, where I really like it, but it's a certain movie that's heavy for me that I can only watch certain times. Yeah, I, so I, I get that. I would I totally watch it again because it made me think a lot. And it's cool how they added in things from, like, the Batman world just enough so you know it's in that character. But they didn't overflood it to be like, oh, we've got to make sure they know that this is the world of Batman will live in someday. Like, they didn't do that at all. They just had little, like, nuances that made you realize, like, oh, that's kind of how this works together. But that's I don't right. know. I enjoyed it. But so Your number
3: three was Oddly Normal. Oddly I don't normal. know how we got off on this <laughs> on this, tangent. They both have green hair. <laughs> but so it, the Joker od- and her. Oddly Normal. Very cool. I, I definitely want to check it out. because it sounds totally like really it.
2: Really it's totally recommend it. It's fun.
3: All right, so uh, I think it's my turn, number yes. three. Yes. Okay, so my number three,
2: I Black Panther.
3: I, I actually Black Panther is one of my honorable mentions. Oh. Um, but nice. you know, d- who do you think my uh, number three is? Since he took a guess. Uh oh. Kyle's gonna kick himself when he realizes. Who I'm he hoping is. it's Power Rangers. It but, is. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's
0: Power Ranger. Oh man.
3: Yeah.
2: So like, I didn't really. Which so one though? Pickin- you can't pick them all.
3: I'm not. You can't pick them all. I'm not picking them all. I'm not even <laughs> picking. <laughs> not actually picking any of the Power Rangers. Actually.
1: Oh, um, Zordon. No, <laughs> the world's great. A fan of Zordon?
3: <laughs> I'm not a fan of Zordon. He puts teenagers in battle. And they actually talk about the... Um, anyway, So I'll get off the Rita Repulsa. Ten, anyway. um, <laughs> not lady. close, actually. Um, my yeah. character is Lord Draken. The, oh, oh, nice. <laughs> the Putty Man. Oh, nice. The Putty Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I those
2: guys. You punch them in the
3: chest, they're gone, but there's always more. <laughs> so uh, when we did our Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode back in January, um, I discovered that there were... I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. I discovered there were Power Rangers comics. And so I bought one, just research purposes. And, you know, I enjoyed the Power Rangers. Well, and I really, really. For research purposes. Research purposes, yes. Yes, to know more. <laughs> to know more. Like, well, and I really, really Power enjoyed Ranger them. For, like, yeah. so, and Kyle can kind of contest, you know, he can kind of like back this up. For a couple of weeks there, I was like buying like another one every two or three days. I'd get yes. it. I'd read it. and I'd order another one like immediately.
2: That's the thing with behind trades like that, because you read it and you're never gonna read it again. Yeah. Versus Harry Potter or something, you got these big like books. Mm-hmm. You'll sit down and read the book again, but yeah. most likely you're not gonna go back through all those trades again. So, um, but I, w- I was introduced to this character Lord Draken. Lord
3: Draken is a cruel and sinister older version of Tommy Oliver, who was the Green Ranger in the uh, original canon Hot. from. Mm, sure. Duh. <laughs> From an alternate even reality, even boy, we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. He, well, they paired you wanted the, to be. They him. paired him with the Pink Ranger, so I, I, I met, mean, it was obvious.
0: I met Jason David Frank's, and he's also hot in real life.
3: I'm sure. BBC I saw does. him <laughs> at.
2: He did. Sorry to like hack over your your thing here. Don't hack on. We, We're both hacking <laughs> all over <laughs> your hack thing. Don't all over my thing. Uh, <laughs> he was at the Comic Con, the same one, and he did a uh, he did a <laughs> panel, and it was awesome oh, to hear gosh, him just talk. Where he sure. seems like a down to earth dude <laughs> as well. It's, I didn't meet him. I'm not as cool as Ashbury, but...
3: Uh, this might be the second time I cry on, on stream, <laughs> but this time it's... That's great. <laughs> great. It's not because Deadpool Society made me cry. Anyway, mm. um, so uh, he's a cruel and sinister older version of Tommy Oliver from an alternate reality where he rules his Earth with an iron fist from a dystopic and futuristic angel grove where he is in total control. Um, so you it's an evil twin
0: plot. Basically. Okay.
3: Um, if you see, this is the uh, eighth volume of the Shattered Grid um, series where... Um, it brings in a bunch of different Power Rangers from their, like, TV show canon mm-hmm. all into one reality. Um, but you see the helmets at the bottom where he just, I mean, he's pretty much killing, every you know, everyone. My I God. mean, it's pretty awesome. Um, he, uh, Does this have
0: a rating? Um,
3: um, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> he is an evil Power Ranger who controls the Black Dragon and battles Power Rangers, and he serves as the main antagonist for the Shattered Grid arc. And the thing I really loved about this was, like, if you – I brought the, the final edition of this, or, like, the, the last whatever, uh, volume 8, um, instead of the first one. The first one just had the Power Ranger on the cover. I wanted the one with him on the cover. And it kind of starts, like, right after the Green Ranger joins the team. The Green Ranger in the cartoon – or, the cartoon, the um, kids' TV show – uh, was evil, he uh, was controlled by Reed Rapolta, and then they brought him back to the good side. Mm-hmm. And it picks up right after that, like where he's still trying to kind of um, fit his way on the team, and you know he's still worried about you know maybe being turned evil again, and he's just trying to really fit in. And the other team members are trying to accept him, but there's still some who have their reservations. Like we were, this guy was well, just no, kicking. Duh. I was about to say he, he just was just kicking, kicking our. I don't know that just I trust. kicking our tail just a couple of weeks ago, and so there's some issues there, and it's st- stuff that you don't really go into on the kids TV series, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes really deep. Deep dive in the books. It deep dives into that to the background, and um. It explores the the morphing grid, which is where they get the power from their coins or whatever to morph into the Rangers, and uh, it but then it, it, it kind of when you go into the alternate realities and dimensions, you see alternate versions of our regular heroes too. You know, you got Tommy, but then you see an alternate version of like Kimberly, who's like the Ranger Slayer. Um, you got alternate versions of Bulk and Skull. Skull's like a like a uh, renegade rebel who's trying to. Rebel against Lord Draken, mm. but he's like undercover.
0: This reminds me of an episode of Buffy. I mean, it, honestly. Where they were all <laughs> evil versions of themselves.
2: Yeah. Um, but you see really What's your cool. favorite st- character, uh, Blue Ranger, up to you in this book?
3: Um, Blue Ranger, actually, um, he, uh, you see both uh, versions of him. I think one of them dies, spoiler no, alert. No. Yeah. Um, Billy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Billy! <laughs> um, <laughs> so. And then <laughs> they start bringing in um people um rangers from other dimensions mm-hmm. you know um i don't know like exactly what I think this one the, with the pink heart I think she's a i think it's time force I'm not sure which because that this
0: was is fascinating I mean that
3: was beyond my my the um, whole new world though. yeah because yeah, cool
0: I mean I watched the TV show growing up as a kid, but i didn't there's I didn't know any of this backstory or how any of the Rangers.
3: De- I mean, it goes really deep, works. and then it goes into the history. Like the first time Zordon recruited Rangers for Earth was in the 1960s, and he had like a a, a, re- uh, a female Red Ranger, which was awesome, and I think a male Pink Ranger which was, which was really they cool actually too.
0: Actually, ex- ever explain the like the genesis of Power Rangers in the TV show? Because I don't no, remember that.
3: No, they did not. It's
0: just like they're there,
3: but they, they go into it um, deep in one of these uh, one of those, uh books here. Mm-hmm. And, like, the reason, like, it took Zordon 30 years to recruit new ones is because four of the original members of the team died in their first mission. And the only one that survived ended up working for, uh, well, it's not NASA, but NASA, which is Mm -hmm. their version of NASA. And it's just really, really interesting about, um, you know, just how, like, Zordon, like, some of the team kind of rebels against him a little bit because, like, you're putting children, teenagers as soldiers in this war, and okay, I mean, Batman. Like, seriously, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> literally. I mean, but it's just so many like deep parallels um, where you know Zordon, he's good, but is he good? And just anyway, the title, the comic series, really awesome. But uh, Lord Draken, um, he's just one of the best villains I've ever seen in any kind of medium, um, and I just really, really enjoyed watching his arc and how he. Um, just how he kind of spiraled, you know, they Mm -hmm. kind of tell his backstory how he spiraled in that alternate dimension. He ends up killing Rita Repulsa. Like, Rita, like, the same thing happened in that dimension. Rita, like, here's Tommy, you're evil now. And he ends up usurping her as, like, ends up killing her. Hmm. So Zordon and...
0: The enemy of mine enemy is mine. Literally, Zordon (laughs) and Rita
3: end up teaming up. Because he knows it's gonna happen, you know that's the only way to stop. I mean, it's just it's really really good stuff. So, Lord Draken, my number three. Um, feel free to I, I was gonna pass this around, but feel free to flip through and uh, whatever. Uh, it's it's really awesome. I
2: joined things. a Facebook group this weekend. I almost added you because it's like just Power Rangers. I'm not yeah, <laughs> like, but it's people that collect Power Rangers stuff that like they're big fans. Mm-hmm. The only reason I even started following is because somebody was showing like guys that sell the helmets and stuff. that are in there.
3: There's the Ranger Slayer doesn't she hmm. looks so awesome, what?
1: <laughs>
2: that's Kimberly in an alternate yeah. dimension. They have action figures of her, yeah. like in, in this that's group, amazing. they were showing that. But there's different people in there. She's not me. just hot in the comic series, okay?
3: She's like a, a warrior, you know. I can't say the w- real word, mm-hmm. I want to say because you know, family show, but you,
2: you get I mean, it. But
0: she's also hot, so
3: I
2: mean, she's still hot, but
0: she's still hot. <laughs> Like Tommy. He might be bad, but he's still, hot. he's still hot.
2: That's what we'll do. We'll all dress up as Power Rangers and go to a Comic Con. Yes. Comic-Con. yes. Like, oh man. Ashby's we the only one that's in shape <laughs> that can actually like <laughs> wear we <should> the actual, <laughs> actual costume. So we'll just get the ninja ones. Oh we can just, just be like bulk st- we can be bulk and skull.
3: Yeah, okay. Wow. Wow.
0: Fun times. We should apply for a booth at Raleigh Comic Con. Next year.
2: Next year. Yeah, next time year. we there. should,
0: like, go live from Raleigh Comic Con.
3: See, we when we um, talked about doing the show um, or the podcast, that's one of the things I brought up last summer. I was like, hey, maybe not this year, but in a couple of years, we should do, you know, apply for a booth. And, mm-hmm. you know, it only costs, you know, this much, whatever. And it's like, yeah, we should do that. So yeah. mm-hmm. you're on the right track. I love it. We
2: should definitely do that. 2021,
3: we'll need- what the what, live from Raleigh Con. Okay. We'll need, we'll
2: need more, more merch than just this one cup. So we we'll need a, a we'll banner. We'll work on it. We'll, yeah. work on some it. we'll need a banner, some shirts. Deep mm-hmm.
3: dive. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. grammatically correct. Mm-hmm. What the what? Right. Family uh, show. Some family stickers. show. Mm-hmm.
2: Getting yeah. weird with Ashley. She can have her memoir mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. I can make the stickers and the memes anyway. Memes yes. and the stickers. Yeah. Yes.
2: Just imagine giving out blank books, like with your <laughs> picture. Like you just went to like and bought like, to the bookstore and bought a bunch of journals, yes. but you <laughs> just put <it> on like <laughs> put a sticker like <laughs> or something on the cover. You're like, oh, I haven't written it yet. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, just stay tuned and copy it down.
0: <laughs> <So> you <laughs> can, funny. You can Venmo me to fund mm-hmm. me writing my memoir. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. I just
2: figured you're just gonna sell blank ones and be like, "Well, you just call me once in a while or tune in and write it down That's as I talk about hilarious. it." Hilarious. Maybe by then we'll have our spinoff. <laughs> what the book? Mm-hmm.
3: You know where we talk about all things Harry Potter.
0: We're not calling it what the book.
3: No, we're not. But that's that's a what the what wasn't. Say, ri- if I'm involved with this, we're not having anything to. Do. What the what wasn't our original name? But it was the best thing we could come up with, and it
0: turned out okay. Yeah.
2: happened yeah. on Ricky's couch. Yeah,
1: I was, yeah, like, I was I we no were, clue. We
3: were like, what the what? And he's like, hey, that's a good name. Let's mm-hmm. go with that. Like, okay,
0: it makes sense. Sure, it and encompasses all things. Mm-hmm.
2: Something
3: I was going to talk to you off uh, off the air before we get to year number three. I love our logo, but you know, for our one year anniversary, we change at, it up. We, we a new logo. Okay, you know, you're our logo guy. You're the, you're the Artie guy. Artie? Maybe. Guy. Oh,
2: Artie. Yeah. It could be Ashby. Maybe. She's got all these hidden talents, so we don't know them. Yeah, I know. We're still learning about her talents. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I've got many of them mm-hmm. hidden secrets. I've don't hide them. Just secrets. put it all out
2: there.
3: She hasn't been on Joko, got, Joko's Got Talent or whatever the name of that blog was that we talked about. Yes. So Joker I thought you were
2: going to say the Joko Report. It's like, well, I haven't seen
3: Ashby. I, well, I hope none of us are ever on the Joko Report. They're ruthless. Relentless. Anyway, number three, Ashby. <laughs> Um,
2: so <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's my weird part. It's like I don't know your relationship to the joke airport. Like, are they friendly or do you technically work with them? Or what is what's your goal there? No. Cool. I, we'll move forward. I,
0: I feel like I feel like that. Oh, that gif of um, what's his name at the award show where he's like.
2: It's <laughs> like I could get fired.
0: Move along. Move along. Anyway, my number three character. Move along. Move along. Like a, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Speaking of uh, way back, like five five. Conversations that go to hot things. Um, Remy LeBeau, Game
1: Gambit, likes.
0: number three. All right, now. Is a <laughs> fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, commonly in association with X-Men. The character was created by writer Chris uh, Claremont yep. and artist Jim Lee, drawn by artist Mike Collins. Gambit made his first appearance in Uncanny X-Men, number 14, in July of 1990, and then in uncanny x-men number 266 in august of 1990 i just really like <laughs> i
2: was like, like what is going
1: on
2: cards
0: he's them throwing charge. them i'm throwing you gotta cards. Ha- it's like a gotta like a you got to flick the wrist and like make it
3: <laughs> <laughs> and these are not just any cards these are elf, elf cards wow, I don't they're the only think, set of i don't think gambit course. would
0: have elf cards like okay hey he'll use anything um, I didn't
3: realize these were the cards I had in my bag. I thought, were, me. I thought they were the cards of the beach, but anyway.
0: Anyway, I've really enjoyed reading these backgrounds like I know what I'm talking about when I'm like, in uh, Uncanny X-Men number 266, you guys know what I'm talking about, that one. Absolutely. Uh, I will be honest uh,
2: <laughs> That's the one series that you started talking about. It's my favorite one. I haven't read it necessarily, but... Um, Jim Lee and Chris Claremont, that's one of the, like the best X-Men runs, that at least so I've here. Okay. But a lot of the comic book art and stuff is a lot similar to what you see on the cartoon series. And a lot of stuff they took was from that. Interesting. But um, hmm. but no, that's one of the best ones. Like if I was to recommend reading X-Men, that's what I would recommend.
0: Okay. It's uncanny. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. So Gambit has the ability to mentally create, control, and manipulate pure kinetic energy to his desire. He's also incredibly knowledgeable and skilled in card throwing, as Eric just demonstrated.
2: (laughs) Also, we're boring Eric. Eric is now playing solitaire. I'm just making sure I have all the cards.
0: (laughs) And hand-to-hand combat and the use of a bow staff. Gambit is known to charge playing cards and other objects with kinetic energy, using them as explosive projectiles. Please don't do that, Eric. Yes. Yes. Um, He was part of a thieves' guild before becoming a member of the X-Men. Given his history, few X-Men trusted Gambit when he first joined the group, kind of as we talked about Mm a while ago with the Power Rangers. So I put that, obviously, my first intro to Gambit was the cartoons, Mm -hmm. um, the X-Men cartoons. Great Cajun accent there. And I think that my... Lifelong love for Gambit probably uh, stems from a habit I have of attaching myself to characters with moral ambiguity <laughs> and then going to bat for them. Do we need to go to the couch and talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So one of my absolute favorite characters in the Harry Potter books is Draco Malfoy. Um, he'd be really easy we to We can hate. do a
3: whole I- uh, episode on Draco yes. and Snape. Uh, oh my goodness.
0: So he'd be really easy to hate. Um, or to lump in with all the <laughs> truly evil characters in the series, but you can't. And in fact, as the books progress, it becomes increasingly harder to do so. And I really love characters like that um, when they are they make you uncomfortable and you could just as easily argue for them mm-hmm. or against them, which is why I like Gambit.
3: Not just black and white. Shades right. of Grey, baby. And probably
0: also why I love Bucky Barnes so, mu- so much and Draco Malfoy. Anyway, so... Um, I like Gambit from the start on the X-Men cartoon, though when I was watching it last night, I realized that it probably didn't have anything to do initially with attraction because one, I was a kid and two, he's a cartoon and he was really not that good looking as a cartoon. I was about to say, though, like, as he a kid, really boy, weird. you could
2: be very attracted to a lot of like Have you ever seen
3: characters? Who Framed Roger rabbit? Anyway. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Really attracted to Captain Planet. Actually, Jessica Rabbit was it, on
3: Ross's list on Friends.
0: Gambit was so. not a good-looking cartoon. There are good-looking okay. cartoons. Okay, fair enough. Um,
2: he had like a very sh- like stick-like face.
0: I think what I really loved was his like he had a, a really interesting fighting style with mm. the bow staff, and it reminded me of you talking about um, picking up your clothes with like your foot, and mm-hmm. just like the way that he uses his body and the way he fights was very different from the other X-Men, and so I, I really liked that. Um, I was like two and he's
2: holding it, and he's about to throw those things, and they're gonna explode. And he's like, "You yeah, ain't worth it," and just like tosses it up, and yep. it just right. in midair or whatever, it's like a also, dud firework. Yeah. Instead even, of exploding, just gone.
0: Even just watching that one episode last night as an adult, there were a lot of adult themes. Yeah. Yep. That I missed totally as a child. Mm-hmm. Like he's so flirtatious. Yes. And they're very. Hey there, light. baby. <laughs> Over the top, like he um, he's picking up a deck of cards from the shop. Yes. And the shop owner is a woman,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she's like, "Oh, you like to play with cards?" And he's like, "Well, I like it better when I have someone to play with." And oh yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is for children. <laughs>
2: and she fell for it. She if it, for it wasn't it. for that sentinel, right. <laughs> let
3: me tell you, man. It's let me like show. You, let me show you my di- my heart, my ace of diamonds here.
1: Oh <laughs> my gosh! Family <laughs> show. It's all jubilees. <laughs> family <laughs> jubilee
0: show. But anyway, so. That was my first introduction to Gambit. And then later, as not a child, I was introduced to Taylor Kish as Gambit Mm. in the Wolverine Origin Mm -hmm. movie. And that was when I was like, whew, is it hot hot
3: in here? here, here, here. It is 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 hot here. (laughs) It's like a bad movie. And then she's like, no, I loved
0: it. (laughs) I loved it. It was so great. It was a bad movie. Ryan
3: Reynolds was Deadpool in that too.
0: But Mm -hmm. Taylor Kish was, I was just like, that's not what the cartoon looked like no. at all. Like, but he did an awesome that. job. Like, in fact, he was so good that I, I was probably the only woman on the planet. Years later, when they said that Channing Tatum wanted to play Gambit, I was like, mm,
1: no.
3: no, thank you. Is so Taylor I was going to ask, are you, are you excited about Channing Tatum? No, possibly being Gambit.
0: It should be Taylor Kitsch.
2: Still okay, cool. Yeah, I just don't feel like. I feel at like at this point, I don't funny. think it can be Channing Tatum. <laughs> no, I think they've already changed it again. Ugh. But I just don't think he could do it. Like, I don't think. In the world that we live in, the X-Men series, like, or the, no. the like, Marvel world we have, it would be taking it too cheesy and giving it, like, a 90s-style Gambit, and that's not his character.
0: Right. No. Eric's trying to read my notes.
2: I am. He does um, that. I do.
3: Do you have any uh, fanon versus canon versus mm-hmm. head canon for uh, Gambit, or can you talk about that on stream? Uh,
0: <laughs> not particularly. I just... It was... When we talked about, you know, representation earlier, I was going through trying to look for recent news about the Gambit movie because Mm -hmm. it's obviously kind of stalled. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I Googled, Channing Tatum came up as someone who either has or could play him, but there's no up-to-date information about the movie. Mm -hmm. But there was some information, some news that had come out a few years ago that was still kind of at the top of the news on Google that I thought was interesting and it's, um, it was, there's been news in recent years from comic book writers and fans alike about making the character canonically bisexual, which I thought was interesting because I find Remy to be very similar to Deadpool and John Constantine in that he's very much overly armored. Flirts with, with everything. Anything yeah. that flirts like breathes and walks on two legs. So I thought it wouldn't be that big of a stretch for me as a mm-hmm. character, and I thought it was really interesting. But the guy who wrote one of the most recent runs of Gambit, um, he kind of ran that up the flagpole, and it w- they were like, eh, let's not get into that nah. right now. So, nah. But I thought that was really interesting, especially in recent years where it's kind of like Deadpool, sort of like pansexual, mm. and there are more LGBTQ comic book characters, sure. which I think is really great. Right. So that was my sort of like headcanon, canon, fanon. Very, cool. Thing, Very so. cool. All the canons. All the yeah. canons. The 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 canon. Chudley canons,
3: yes.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, honorable mentions. If I was going to add anybody else, Flash is the one that just kept coming to my list. Uh, he's he's kind of like how Captain America was. Like, growing up, I didn't know a ton about him. Just because he wasn't one of your main X-Men or anybody else that you saw. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, because he's DC. But obviously. Uh, whenever I got into reading comics again, he was one of the main ones I picked up, too. And so to learn, he's a lot how Robin is. And, like, where there's a billion different Flashes where it's been here. And then where you've got, like, your main two or whatever. But there's so many different people that have stepped in and out of that role. And all the different dimensions. but
0: That's why I really loved Crisis. Mm-hmm. I thought they handled all the different
1: Flashes as yes. really yes. well. Yes, yes. And Flash really cool. is
2: like the only show that I still stick to that I have to watch. Like out of all the superhero ones I was watching, well, like Gotham's over. Um, and I fought my way through that one at some points. But Arrow was what got me into it. And then I kind of fell off like with Arrow like with Caesar and so Two. era is the only one I stu- stuck with the whole way through. But I do see. like Legends of Tomorrow, though.
0: I've watched I've watched every episode of Arrow, mm. Flash, Legends, Supergirl, and Batgirl, Batwoman. Nice, Batwoman. nice. Yeah, nice. They're all really good.
3: Uh, honorable mentions for you.
0: My honorable mentions, you know, obviously when you sort of talk about favorite comic book characters, I didn't want to like I didn't want to say like Oh, Captain America because mm. he's up there, but I wanted to do some some different ones that I really love. Mm. But Rogue was she was kind of up there on my mm-hmm. list. I hope um, that
2: she gets brought in again at some point. She I never really got like her. what she, she was deserved. kind of
3: underrepresented in the movies. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, when you talk about the X-Men, there's so many different characters. I mean, someone's right. going to get the shaft, and mm-hmm. I would have rather them... As powerful as she is, though.
2: Like yeah. She should have been able to do a lot more than... Right. I mean, there's did. talk about
3: her being involved in the new Captain Marvel. Nice. So. Right.
2: That'd be cool. Yeah.
0: And then also one of my honorable mentions was um, Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. nice. Diana, I cool. love her.
3: Yes. Um, my honorable mention, this is where I was considering kind of going like really, really off script because I, I couldn't remember if we said comic book characters or just comic characters in general. Mm. And when I think of comic, I think of like comic strips.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah, like
3: yeah. So I'm thinking of the Peanuts gang, like Charlie Brown Snoopy Oh, then that would
0: cool. 100% be Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, yeah.
3: And, and, you know, and then i think <laughs> of uh, the
2: uh, Pearls Before Swine, uh, mm-hmm. Rat, Goat, Pig. Um, I've always been a huge like Dennis the Mitchell fan or Dennis the Menace like yeah. like mm-hmm. growing that and then the show like and the black and white TV show growing and up and then like
3: Garfield like you know yeah, was yeah. Garfield was you know in comic strip so I thought about those you know going down that route but I was like mm, I don't know if I could really argue for it but they're you know iconic I think home. you gotta argue but they're so still like iconic characters so um, I mean they're done in print they're, they're, just not, in, they're not in books so um, from our I've got a Calvin and Hobbes book at home I, well I have a Peanuts book at home too so, so it works yeah don't be afraid to share it. Don't be afraid. Put it be afraid. there. All right. Uh, from our social media shout out, um, Chris Rhodes said, definitely The Flash. He is my favorite superhero. There's a multitude of different reasons why he's my favorite, but the top three. super speed, a founding, founding member of the Justice League, and he can read and retain information using his speed. This may sound corny, but being able to consume knowledge at his level would be awesome.
2: That's uh, something I wish I could do. I can't even read a book at like normal speed at the time and like retain what I just read. I'm trying to with Harry Potter. I'm halfway through the book. The book I started reading today. So. <laughs> to, like nice. something like that, I can do. Like Harry Potter is like right. cool. I'm talking like knowledge that would actually like
0: astrophysics in five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah.
2: History yeah. is another thing and for me. That's that I'm what I really
0: love about. about the Flash show is they've done a really good job on building on mm-hmm. his abilities. And so the idea that he can consume a lot of knowledge and calculate yeah. at very quick speeds, and it's more than just like he runs fast. Yeah. The idea that they brought in like time travel and phasing and all the other things that would accompany like your body moves at sonic speed.
2: Well, that's the reason I ended up picking up the comic books is just because that show to realize there's so much more to this character than just a guy that runs fast. So. Right. Um,
3: let's see. He said another side of thought is that his brain has to be, be used at super speed to be able to control his body and thoughts while traveling that fast. And then Kyle had, you know, some amazing choice. And then Ashby running the what, what page? Threw with some gifts, gi- some gifts uh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> and Great then, job, and then Chris said, and can we now be honest, I think is what he's trying to say. Can we, be hon- can we know honest? I used to love Superman, but not so much anymore. He's more of an annoyance. He is given the golden boy treatment. I mean, come on, what can't he do? And the Rogers keep coming up with superpowers for him. Can't he do enough? Also, my second favorite is Martian Manhunter. I am not as much caught up on him as I would like to be, but his powers and approach to problems are pretty cool. And then Kyle agrees with that, but he's never been a fan of Superman, but Martian is a cool character, though. Hunter Batten says Hellboy, which is that interesting. Great choice, yeah. Very great choice. Uh, he absolutely loves um, Mignola's art style. The character is compelling, and the stories and villains slash monsters are fresh, all of it being tied into mythology and lore, make it feel real and unique all at once. And that's one thing that we didn't really... We kind of, I got kind of got into it with the Power Rangers series a little bit, but I'm a big fan of lore, mm-hmm. yes. like story, yeah, yeah. you know, stories being built on right. history and uh, kind of tying all together, mm-hmm. um, and not just being one-off stories.
0: When there's a robust background, absolutely, yeah. Yeah,
3: big absolutely. fan of the lore. So, um, Green Hornet, Kevin Smith's run with the Alex Ross covers should have been the. G.H. and Cato, uh, female granddaughter of the original movie. We got the C instead of the Seth Rogen version. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. The comic was fantastic, though. Wolverine, the claws, the attitude, the immortality. He's just cool. And then Deadpool, fourth, ra- fourth wall breaking smart tail. Yes, please. Yep.
2: Um, Wolverine was the other one that would have made my list. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, I don't know. All right. o- I threw it oddly normal because I was like, I want something that's just different and odd. Yeah. All right. So I threw in oddly. Oddly, oddly
0: normal. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, bub. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Such. Um. First of all, I don't know Stephen. He's my friend. He's your friend, okay. Yeah. We're bringing in new friends. Yes, uh, so Stephen, thank you. If you listen to the yeah. podcast, we appreciate you commenting. Thanks, Stephen. Um, Thanks everybody else, too. Not yeah, to I mean, yeah, but, like, yeah. All your regular forget, books, forget y'all. Forget Honor. You. <laughs> You've got your um, names. Um, Stephen name. says Nightcrawler. We, I, I love Thanks. Fantastic. He doesn't get enough love. He's an underrated X-Men member. I also thought it was cool growing up that he was Catholic like me. And I think that's something really, really awesome that... I think the uh, second X-Men movie, um, X-Men or X2, um, whatever it was co- titled, um, really kind of explored a little bit, but I know it goes deeper in the comics how he's deeply religious, but he looks like a demon. And mm-hmm. so he's having, you know, he kind of, that's a struggle he goes through. And I just, I like little personal conflicts Even like the that,
2: cartoon so. like deals with that or
3: deals a little bit on there. So, yeah. so uh, and Kyle said, I totally agree with that one. I always loved Nightcrawler growing up. He was also a... Character to play with he the was arc- in X Men arcade, he, video. he <laughs> vanishes and reappears yep. in other places. Um, let me see if we had anything on the gram.
0: I'm really surprised, and I don't know why. I just figured, you know, especially maybe someone like Hunter Batten would bring up Watchmen and no oh, one oh, did. Oh, that's another
2: nice, good one. you know.
0: But I mean, that that is so
2: I haven't read so the dark. book, I've heard so it's really good, darker, so. but the movie, that I It's once again. I can't sit and watch the movie all the time. Right. But sometimes. Right. All right. Tim Hutchison, Green
3: Heart, thirty-one says, "I don't know if I still have any, but I remember reading a lot of Spider-Man comics as a kid. I think I started around the Ben Riley era." And he also says, "Also the Sonic and Knuckles comics from the '90s, which you know, pretty cool." And then James uh, says he likes Red Hood from the Batman. Mm -hmm. So, thank y'all for commenting on our social media again. What the what media? All one word on Facebook and Instagram. WTW underscore media on Twitter. I didn't check Twitter, but we don't usually get responses on Twitter. I didn't see anything coming okay, across. Cool cool deal. Do y'all have anything else y'all want to add? Where are we at on time this week, Kyle?
2: It's our longest episode of all time. Really? I honestly figured this was going to be the yeah. short one.
0: No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> happening. I'm,
3: I'm not going to tell you
2: because we're not done quite yet. But I love it. Did you realize you're going to have to buy a PlayStation this year? Oh, because of the uh, Spider-Man,
3: Spider-Man game Man. coming out. Miles Morales. Miles game Morales. Coming and then Christmas. Why am I buying it? Aren't you buying it and I'm just coming to your house and playing? I
2: figured you were going to get one because I've got to get one to play Tony Hawk on and then we'll just play online. I've never done that in my entire life.
3: Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll you see. buy
2: you one and buy me one too.
3: No, no, that's not how this works. I thought we were friends. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, my anniversary is in September. You can buy a for a me. I'm a poor there. friend. I'm a very, nah, no, I'm will be working friend.
2: again. Cut some grass That's how you bought Your first synth- That's uh, true. video game system. This is true Either way We'll stop going Because it's now been One hour and 38 minutes Holy crap <laughs> Okay <laughs> uh, All right friends
3: Well uh, a big thank you To Ricky Liles For letting us use uh, The J House studio here um, Thank you Kyle And Ashby uh, As well We hope you enjoyed This discussion As much as we did And that you were As pumped for the rest Of our journey Into the vast world Of pop culture Next week What are we talking about Y'all
0: Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burgers. Can Can I take take your order? order?
3: There's a little tease for you next week. Uh, Until next time, I have no witty quote. We hope you stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we will see you on the What the What podcast.
1: (laughs) What the What Bye.